You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. And, you know, I see TikToks on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls. Black girls. None. And it's like, people say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you, is not hard. I can go on these apps, clearly, and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that, like, is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And... It's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. I'm like hotter than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy me actually means the diet don't work for you the same um and here's a secret that many guys don't know especially in today's day and age is that women love nice guys <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems uh I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs, attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. And I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Welcome to Monkey Double Backflip University in the house. Shout out to the Coach Gang. This is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, brother. Oh, yeah. All right. Man, this Friday, man, we are just in the Friday mood. All right. It was a, not a slow Thursday for me. All right. But uh, it is going to be a great Friday, man. Let's go out here with our best mind. 
you know, we've worked hard all week. We deserve a little bit of reward, but don't overindulge. Don't overdo it. Don't overspend. Don't go shake that ass for no reason. If you didn't do nothing all week, don't go shake your ass. All right. Don't watch yourself either. And don't show anybody what they working with. All right. Anyway, today we're talking about generation entitlement. We're going to talk about the modern woman dating relationships, not just modern women. We're going in on the fake activists. These fake, these faux pro-blacks, all right? We're going to go in on them today. And the reason why we're going to go into them is we're going to put it in perspective of what the hell you guys are wasting your time complaining about. Meanwhile, 90% of people make under 100K, all right? Um, many people are facing poverty. Many of you guys are facing, you guys are one tire explosion away from being in complete and total financial devastation, Okay. And this generation entitlement is extended into Generation X, Generation Z, and the Millennials. And this makes up the primary core audience of the people who watch here. Okay? So this might be a little bit preachy. It might be a little bit of me, you know, getting you guys, trying to light a fire under you guys. But I'm going to tell you what. You guys want everything to be done so nice and neat. It's the way you said it. It's not what you said don't yell at the kid. Don't yell at the dog. It should be done everything positively, positive reinforcement. This is how you guys have learned to do things, and the results show for themselves. And believe me, I'm letting no generation off the hook here. All right? The baby boomers, just, just understand, I've gone in hard, pause, on baby boomers. I've talked to you about Generation X, which is my generation, okay? And I like to do things in a generational way because – it's basically the most general way you can do it. I don't know each and every one of you guys. There's always statistical anomalies in these generations of people who don't fit in completely with a certain generation. You might have an old soul. So for me, I'm Generation X, but I have an old soul. So I would be more like a baby boomer, all right? I would be more like a baby boomer, but I don't have the irresponsibility of the boomer. I'm a very responsible person. You know, I'm a very responsible person, and I think that's what lends to me being an old soul. I was always responsible for myself even as a teen. Now, I look at what people are doing today, all right, because I was raised by a single mother. Okay, shout out to my moms. All right, dear mama. All right, so I was raised by a single mother, all right, primarily. I knew my father. My father just had another family. And, you know, his new family, they had a lot more kids. And I just didn't fit in there, although I love those. I love that family. You know, that's my family. So, they had their own thing going on. They didn't need me in there. And so I think my stepmother for more or less was like, look, man, we got our own situation over here. Don't be coming over here, right, type of deal. And, you know, of course, of course, being raised by a single mother, you have to be self-sufficient, right? And there's only two directions you're going to go. I'm, an ex I'm kind of an introvert with extrovert qualities. So I like to be by myself. I like to be in my own little system, my own little ecosystem. And with that, I have to be responsible for myself. I have to learn how to cook. I have to learn how to feed myself. I had to learn how to do a lot of things, wash my own clothes, even as a young teen, fold my own clothes, make sure it's organized. Okay. And um, a lot of kids, a lot of kids don't have that responsibility up front, or they don't take care of those responsibilities. And then they go into adulthood being teenagers. And let me just tell you something dealing with college students, as I have over the past 15 to 20 years. All right, because I was a college basketball coach. That's why my name is Coach Greg Adams, if you guys want to know. All right, college and high school basketball. So I've been with these generations of people along the way. All right, I've watched them grow up, and I've mentored them, and I've given them scholarships, and I've coached them. 
I've watched them grow up. Okay. And then now in my world of, 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 you know, coming into this as YouTuber and then before that doing fitness training, I've always been over people where they looked at me for advice because they said, you seem to have your life together. Why don't I have my life together? And the reality is because people are entitled. I'm looking at it now as I'm transitioning and enjoying my final form of man. Okay. I'm in my final form of accepting and not giving a rat's tail of what some of these people think about me. <laughs> I'm in the final form of man. And so then I could deal with women in the relationship marketplace a little bit different. Now I can go and deal with young junior college girls. All right. When previously I could not indulge. Now I'm indulging. Okay. These people are lost, bruh. They lost. They gone, gone. All right. And thanks to feminism, I'm going to tell you, man, at one particular point, I looked at feminism like, oh, this is the evil empire. Guys, feminism has freed men. Thank the Lord. Feminism has freed men so much to the point it has enslaved women and reduced them to peace leave sellers and service providers. And I know, shout out to Minister Jap. everybody has this thing about tricking, and he should hate tricking. You know why? Because most of the interactions that are going on with men, between men and women, has an element of tricking to it. Meaning, many of the women that you are approaching, many of the, men, many of the women that men are complaining about men tricking on, is the fact that you can't get them anymore because women are trying, they're, they're basically choosing to be tricked on. And while they're choosing to be tricked on, they are also out here trying to date and marry you. And that's you. So men like that, I can understand why you're mad at men who's tricking because it's giving women, it's giving men and women a choice. I mean, we're literally sitting there going, this is all you have to survive in the next particular year, in the next month. Last week was the first of the month. Them girls was out there on the feeding frenzy like the fish at the top of the tank when you drop them flakes. They was out there trying to make bills. And so feminism has reduced women to that, but then they're still trying to figure out why men aren't cooperating. And it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing for me to be witnessing, and it's a beautiful thing for me to be counseling you guys over because your problem is, your problem is as a man, you haven't been given the opportunities that you needed to do to become the men you need to become because. You came from generational entitlement. Came from generation entitlement. The baby boomers in Gen X raised this generation of entitlement. Okay. The baby boomers completely fumbled the ball. Gen X went up here and became the social justice warriors. All right. We created the social justice warriorism because we were latchkey kids and we lacked discipline and we lacked uh, uh, people to advise us. Our parents were chasing careers. So I could focus on my career. Our, pa our parents were chasing careers, all right? Too busy at home trying to prove she could be a high-class secretary. Mm. All right, that was what your mom was doing, and your dad was working at the plant. Neither one of them were home, so we had to raise ourselves. All of this raising ourselves on Tupac and Biggie and hypersexual music. Now we raise the generation of kids that are on um, pharmaceuticals and they're sitting there popping mollies and scissorp and codeine and we're going to get real today, today, today we're getting real. All right. And I'm going to show you some stories, dude. I'm going to show you some stories because we're going to go in on fake activists.
You know, I'm up to here with these fake activists. <laughs> I'm up to here. I'm up to here with the fake activism. It's 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 insane. <laughs> it's insane. The fake activism. You guys are so weird. Listen, let me let me just be real with you before I do the super chats. You guys want to be Harriet Tubman so bad, don't you? You want to be Emmett Till so bad. You want to be a martyr so bad. You want to be Malcolm X so bad, don't you? You want to create your own narrative on how everything is the worst that's ever been. Meanwhile, you got $1,000 technology in your hand. You're watching me right now on a live platform that didn't even exist when I was a young person. You fake Tupacers out here. I cannot. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And this is why I really don't like you Instagram, TikTok, freedom fighters. Right? Here's the reason why. Because you guys are broke. I mean, this is why I don't like you. Because here's the thing. You guys need something to do with your time. This is, this is the reality of the situation. In real time, you guys need something to do with your time. Because I'm looking at what's going on. Even the Pope is going. Even the Pope. Is sitting there going, wait a minute. So at 21 or 22, you're too young to marry. You're too young to raise families. But you're old enough to be out in these streets, marching, fighting, protesting. You're old enough to be on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram in the comment section, battling each other. You're old enough to be out here fighting for whatever alphabet soup you want to fight for. You're old enough to be doing this in protesting and social justice warrior. You're old enough to be doing this and you're old enough to be dog moms and dog dads, but you ain't old enough to raise no damn kids. You ain't old enough to move out of your damn house of your parents' house. You're not old enough to not live with roommates. You ain't old enough to get a job. See, this is what I'm talking about. This fake activism is out insane. And they got you worrying about stuff on a daily basis that you'll probably never see. Like, you'll probably never really see a trans person. I mean, you'll either never see them, rarely ever, or occasionally see any of these things, a trans person. I mean, you will rarely see it. Or you will rarely see it and it become a problem in your life. You know what I mean? You might see them for five seconds. Look at them. Okay, go back to real life. You'll probably never see a gay person. I mean, the statistics... Tell us there's, there's not many gay people, all right? But every time I'm wandering around here, there's LGBT this, LGBTQ, all of these things, you rarely see them. And then if you do see them, when do you re, uh, uh, do, when do you uh, interact with one? Most of the times, if you do interact with one, you don't even know it. You wouldn't even know it. But no, nah, y'all got to be riding around with T-shirts and stickers and color your hair and do all these things to actually bring light to the fact that that's what you are. Well. That ain't my problem. But many times I interact with one, uh, somebody, listen, I've coached in college sports on the women's side. I, I interacted with a lot of, of, of rainbow and Skittles people. Half of my team were rainbow and Skittles. It didn't bother me one bit. You know why? Because I'm like, I'm trying to win a basketball game. Forget all that stuff. I don't care about that right now. Uh, let's get to work. All right, look, y'all get together. Y'all straight people, you arrow people. And you curve rainbow people, let's get together and let's get to work. Because that's what mattered in the end. You know what you'll never also see that you worry about? You'll never see an NFL coaching sideline. You'll never see one. You'll never be on one. 
you probably will never know anyone that will be on one, but yet everybody's worried about it. You'll never be an NFL head coach. So why are you worried about it? Okay, you'll probably never see a black man get choked out by the police. You'll probably never get pulled over by the police as a black man. And if you do get pulled over by the police, you probably never get suplexed. But you're worried about it every day as if it's going to happen to you. Most of the time, it ain't never going to happen to you. It's never happened to me. Sure, I've had some ones that kind of went a little too far, farther than it needed to go. However, never got choked out, never big uh, uncomfortable. Eh, you know what I mean? Never had to worry about it. But you're worried about it. You know why? Because you fake talcum X, you saw fake activists are worried about stuff just to make excuses about your life. We failed as parents, Generation X. We failed as parents, baby boomers. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to have to put up the disclaimer. There's going to be a lot of people upset about this because I'm trying to get the come to Jesus moment. You'll never see it. You might hear your homeboy do it. He was probably uh, spending life up on the corner, slinging rocks and smoking weed, and he got choked out. Okay? Cause and effect. You'll never see it. You'll never see an NFL coaching sideline, yet y'all got an opinion about it and you're worried about it. Meanwhile, you live at your mama's house. Mm. I'm, I'm confused. I'm thoroughly confused as to why you don't have a responsibility in your own life, but you want everybody else to have a responsibility over yours or issues that, that aren't even going to affect you. I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. Thoroughly confused. And as men, I told you in Chapter 3 of the Free Agent Lifestyle, don't box yourself in to these issues, and people are so emotional about them as if it's going to affect them, not even going to affect you. You know what you'll probably see that will affect you? A gas bill, an insurance car note, poverty, divorce, a 304 selling some peace leave, your wife cheating on you, <laughs> you cheating on your wife. You'll probably see, before you see a black man get choked out, you'll probably see a black, a white, and an Asian and a Latino man chilling in perfect harmony. You'll probably see that 100 or 1,000 times more, and they ain't even worried about any problems. They will have no problems whatsoever. You'll see that 110,000 times more, but you're worried about NFL coaching sidelines. You're worried about getting choked out. You're worried about these issues. See, we need to get real today. We need to get real. Because this fake activism is causing you guys to become thoroughly confused about your life and role on this planet, which is to procreate, which is to be responsible, build, construct, support, protect. And the many of these fake activists, many of these entitled people don't support, build, protect. They don't provide. They don't do a damn thing. They can't even support themselves right now. They're being supported. By other people, mainly the people who get up and work every day who ain't got time for fake activism and TikTok. 30 seconds of propaganda, eat swipe. But anyway, nonetheless, <laughs> I will tell you this. I will tell you this. For the people who are completely entitled in life, who want to make a difference, they want to erase a racism. <laughs> 
which in the history of my time, look, I used to be a faux pro, pro black when it suited me. I used to walk around with my African medallion and my fist up in my shirt that I wanted to say something evil to white people today. What can I mess with white people today? <laughs> Back in my Tupac, earlier Tupac, not, not late Tupac, the earlier Tupac. Where, let me wear this shirt and piss white people off. I've been there, realized it was getting me nowhere. I had to be responsible. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to really listen to this. When it comes to this entitlement, when it comes to this faux, al uh, faux alphaism, we'll go on that too. This fake masculinity, this toxic masculinity, when it comes to this fake pro-blackness, I'm going to tell you something, and this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Nobody's ever going to remember you. Now, to the entitled person, they're really going to be pissed off about that. Nobody is ever going to remember you. They're not going to remember you like Harriet Tubman. They're not going to remember you like Emmett Till. They're not going to remember you like Malcolm X. They're not going to remember you as an actor. They ain't going to remember nothing about you. Because what it is, is it's become too common to be who you are. See, the people who came before you, the, the Muhammad Ali's, they came before you and they experienced hate and they have to actually had to sacrifice something. Muhammad Ali had to sacrifice his progression in his boxing ring. You know what I mean? He had to give up his heavyweight championship and he had to give up his prime years. He had to give up his freedom. He had to give it all up. What are you sacrificing today? Nothing. You ain't sacrificing nothing. You ain't got nothing to sacrifice. Emmett Till sacrificed his whole life. You ain't sacrificed nothing. Malcolm, Martin, Huey, <laughs> all of them sacrificed. And you're sacrificing nothing. And I want you to remember that. But you know what you're really sacrificing, if anything. You're sacrificing your progress into this planet. You're not contributing anything. It's far too common to be what you are. It's easy to be who you are because you think you're actually making a difference. But all you're doing is piling up reasons and excuses to make when you don't make it. See, when you don't make it, you'll have an excuse to reach for a convenient one. Oh, it's because I was black. Oh, it's because I was short. Oh. Because I was ugly, up, oh, because I was bald, up, oh, because I was a woman, up, oh, because I was gay, up, oh, because, yeah. It's easy to grab an excuse. I could grab an excuse all day long until I said, I'm tired of making excuses. See, just like today's generation of music artists, the artists of today will be easily forgotten, most of them. And the reason why is this it's too easy to produce music. See, back in the day, you had to have money and studio time and producers and composers. You had to get five band members into the damn place, get microphones pointed in the right direction, all of that. Now, you can just program a little machine, punch the music in, go in your damn bathroom and record. You don't even have to prepare no lyrics. You just go up there and stumble and mumble your way to a hit. But that hit is going to be fleeting because it's going to be unmemorable. It's too easy to produce the music now. It takes not much to produce the music what once when when it once did when it once did so the barrier to entry was difficult
So now those people back then that did that and had to sacrifice time learning instruments one at a piece and then putting teams together to make the music, they're memorable. You still remember them because it was harder and they had to overcome stuff. Y'all ain't got to overcome nothing. So then you're out here trying to be Malcolm X, but you're Talcum X. You're out here trying to make excuses for yourself because it's too easy to do it. And it's easy to be a full uh, activist. It's easy to be entitled. And it's easy to put stuff together now because it comes all together with a damn uh, a puzzle. Uh, you, you go to like Ikea furniture, you get your Ikea furniture and you put all the pieces together with instructions instead of having a saw the damn tree down. So your architecture is unmemorable, your music is unmemorable, and it will, it will be easily forgotten, just like the issues you're dealing with today. I'm going in a little bit. <laughs> going a bit. The tools are easier to get now. And not only that, it's easier to get money. It's easier to get it. Y'all sit at home. And job search on your damn laptop computer all day. <laughs> I'm looking for jobs. This is exhausting. Oh, boy. We used to have to go one to store to the next door and experience the racism right up front. Where they walk in, we ain't got no job. And they ball your job application up, throw it in the damn trash in the recycle bin. And then the next person come in and they fit the profile that they like and they hired them on the spot. But y'all sitting behind a laptop computer. Tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick. Oh, man, this discrimination. <laughs> All right, man, let's get into the uh, show here. If you if you do not want to watch this, let me see. But viewer discretion is advised here. You do not want to watch that. You don't want to watch this. You don't have to be here. But I realize that this generation, for some reason, finds it. Some finds it um, um, entertaining to watch something that they completely disagree with only to come out here and try to either censor the speaker, not want to deal with the realities, make it hard for the speaker to get this truth out. Meanwhile, your own lives are mirroring everything that speaker saying and you want to come on here to object. There's nothing to object, but you do can have you can have your opinion. You can have your opinion because this is truth and truth that a lot of people are afraid to deliver. There's some good things and great qualities about this life. Okay? But I want you guys, you guys are a pity party of 1,000 and 1 million. All right. And it is proof. Again, I said feminism freed men. The realities of this is coming up. Men are discovering freedom. They're discovering their own financial independence. And if we could get these younger generations to get on board with this and this free agent lifestyle, you literally got, you're going to save your life. You're going to save your life. Get away from these if issues that you're never going to see. Man, I want you to wake up. Okay, listen. When I was 18 years old, 17 years old, I listened to all that music, and I listened to them rile me up and talk about how the police was against me, and they hate me, and they this and they that. And, yeah, I've had a couple of incidences with the police, but I'm still here, bro. I'm still here, and the reality is most of you guys will be still here. Get rid of that stuff. It's cancer. It's cancer. You guys are never going to unify. There's no, there's no such thing as unity in a community. I want you to give it up and go work on yourself. For, 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 for the love of God, don't believe them. Those people are pushing. They're hustling 
uh, racial politics. They're hustling these gender politics. They're hustling these oriental, uh, oriented, sexual orientation politics that none of you guys are ever going to experience. You're never going to go through any of this. And if you do, it's going to be very minuscule. I had to give that up in order to progress in the world. But you're worried about it. It's never going to affect you. You know what you're going to do? You're going to end up looking for it. Where is it? I'm looking for some racism. I'm look- There it is. There's some racism. <laughs> then you want to champion Brian Flores. That's who you're getting behind? <laughs> and what I'm going to tell you is you guys are going to make something racial when it's not, and it's the boy that cried wolf. It's going to be the boy that cried wolf so that when the next issue comes up, Nobody's going to care. I want you to wait for some real discrimination. Wait for something real that you can prove. How about go to the child support court and talk about how that's discriminatory against men, especially men of color. Nobody wants to do it. You know why? You know why? Because you know you're too weak to make a difference. So you're going to go back and try to find Brian Flores and then champion him when you know you can't prove it. He can't prove it. So you're just going to throw the claim out there. Go fight some real things. Why why don't you fight predatory lending? Why don't you fight predatory lending? What is disproportionately affects black men and Latino men greater than any of that. You can prove the racism right there. You don't want to do it. Cowards. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, get some real issues. But you on TikTok dancing, shaking, shimmying and shuffling. Looking for something that's never going to be there enough for you to affect your life. And you're going to look for it just so just so conveniently you can make an excuse. Just so conveniently when you don't become who you need to become, you can make an excuse. Okay. It is what it is. True hurts. Believe me, I was you. You were listening to me. You're talking about I'm shuffling. I was you. This is why I know your identity better than you even know it, because I've lived it for years and I've seen it for years and I've seen nothing happen. In 20 years, in 25 years, you're going to be an old guy complaining about the same BS. And nothing's going to change. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's get back in. They got time to be doing this. Sh- they got time to be doing the stanky leg. And they sitting over there on TikTok doing every little. And then as soon as I look up, then they complaining about something. Huh? Mm. Shout out the Swing Out Museum. Yeah, we we this is this is one of those show. This is one of those show today. <laughs> anyway. Swigar Museum says, howdy, coach, and the coach gang is freezing cold in Dallas. People have went into survival mode. The shelves are empty. Another uh, win one for the coach, by the way. I'm going to take I'm gonna take that. Shout out to you. I'm going to win one for the coach. I told you. I told you it's going to take one event, and all it is was now it's cold outside. Shelves empty. Oh, and there's no shelves empty. Oh, relax. No, we're good. 
I want you guys to really realize this. And if you're a young man listening to me, you need to be in survival mode. What are we doing? What are we doing, young men? He also says in Aesop's fable, you had a party or grasshopper in an industrial ants. The ants prepared for the winter, but the grasshopper partied. I'm an ant. Those grasshoppers are wrecking their cars. There's all there's the I love that that uh fable. And it's so true, guys. I mean, it's so easy to be out here dancing and being in this comfort. This is not great times of, of comfort, all right, in any imaginable way. Okay, we're ready to break down as a side society. And we're fighting each other. We're our own worst enemies, unfortunately. We're seeing each other as enemies of each other. I'm trying to bring people together with a little bit of hardcore truth. We need to really go back to work. You know what I mean? We need to get in the mindset of working and producing. I'm tired of these young women out here trying to slang peace leave to me because they broke. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm going, well, it's a service. But the more and more I go about this life, I'm hearing more and more people like you guys are in dire straits. I don't know if you guys realize where you are, where we are as a, a country financially. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. It's getting more difficult for you. You got to get going now. No, nobody's coming to save you. Can I tell you this right now? No one's coming to save you. No one's going to drop a check in your hand that's going to make a difference. And even if they did, everybody else got the same check. You're still on the same level. You're still on the same level. So if they drop the check right in your lap and, 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 and um, three million people got the same check, it's kind of like a bachelor's degree. It's kind of like a bachelor's degree. You got to get a bachelor's degree. Now everybody has a degree. We're still now. Now the bar went from here to here. Now it doesn't matter if you have a bachelor's degree. Same thing as if somebody gave us, gave you a check. Everybody else got a check too. You're still on the same spot. And all that's going to happen is 10% of people will do well with the check and 90% of people will fumble the bag. And you're going to be, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a hot, you know, when you get the drug high, I've never really been on drugs, but sex is my drug. So <laughs> it's kind of like when you get the sex, you feel good. Then afterwards, you're worn out and exhausted. Then the next thing you like, I got to get some more sex. So it can bring you back to that next level, but then it don't bring you all the way up as high as it did last time. And now you double exhausted. You're chasing something that's not going to give you the happiness that you think it is. He says, you dirty grandpa, you nasty, you dirty old man. <laughs> Ricky Webster says, I love my coach and also my coach gang. French toast props do. Yes, indeed. All right, Simon Small, appreciate you, my man, for being here again. Got the cup of coffee. Coach Junior, what's up, coach? Can I hear Be Your Hero by Enrique? Um, I don't know what that is, but uh, all I, the only hero song I know is We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner, I believe. We don't need another. I think that was in the Mad Max movie. Shout out to Just, uh, wait a minute. Shout out to Just Bob Bowman says, no one owes just anything. Suck it up, buttercup. You guys are going to realize that. I know a lot of old activists. They like the they're like 60, 65 years old. They look pathetic out there to me. 
they got their Apple hat. They coming out there. You know, not an Apple. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Apple hats. We're back in the 70s. You know what I mean? It was kind of like this big. It was like a Kango, but it was like a big kind of it like fluffed out like that. They got their locks underneath it. They got their Frederick Douglass beard. They out there. Yeah, man. Well, we need to. <laughs> and you go back. I bet you if you trace the life backwards, you'll see a bunch of unproductive years. A bunch of them piled up, compiled up train wreck. You'll see them doing, I mean, you'll see them doing all kind of miserable stuff. Like, what the hell? Where were you going? Warhammer, I feel nothing indifferent to 99% of things. That's focus. That's what's called focus. Just focus. Just, just focus on what is important. Again, what are you most likely to see? An eviction notice or somebody getting choked out by the police. It's it's very clear. I'm trying not to get the eviction notice. I don't care about people getting choked out. They they probably like then when you trace it back, they probably did something. I mean, it is. I don't, I don't bother me with that. I ain't got no time for this bull. All right, eight. Uh, Mr. Leaf is in the building. Mr. Joshua, ASM, a, a man supporting men. Good morning, CGA and Coach Gang making it back west. Stops in Phoenix. Poway, San Diego, Anaheim, Garden Grove, Compton, El Monte, and Riverside. Appreciate it, man. Man, that sounds like a good trip, man. He's going, he's stopping everywhere. West Coasting. All right. Just Bowman says, play that soft shoe. Uh, shuffling Drew. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're going to shuffle today. All right. People think I'm cold hearted, a cold hearted snake. Yeah. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I don't want to upset people. <laughs> if you're like, you're the pro I don't want to upset them. I kind of want to wake them up. Like, I mean, the writing's on the wall for the community. I just want to let y'all know right now. I mean, if you think it's bad now, if you think you're lonely now, whoa, wait until tonight, girl. Whoa. If you think you're lonely, if you think you're lonely now, wait until 20 years from now, bro. I'm gonna let you guys know without owning property in real estate, you're screwed. I mean, when I'm talking about property in real estate, I mean when you don't have if you don't have a hand in owning anything in your community, you got no chance. What's that song? No chance. That's what you got. You've got no chance. And everybody knows this. You can talk about all the wolf, sell all the wolf tickets. You can start all the schools you want. It ain't going to happen. You need ownership stake. You have to own land. You have to own properties by the bundles. Without that, forget about it. I mean, there's no, you're not even in the conversation. You're not even in a conversation. Because land is, is and people are going to say there's barriers to entry. Of course there is. Of course there is. But without it, forget about it. Right? Iron Addicts, shout out to you. A man supporting me and says, I have a confession. I just joined the SA family. 
Well, enjoy. I'm telling you, man, the junior college is busy. I mean, it's fun. It's it's a fun. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it's a phenomenal thing. It's one of those things that you're just like, wow, how did we get here? You got to think about this. How did we literally get here? Where are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> I mean, I, I really feel I don't feel sorry. I don't have feelings. <laughs> I don't have feelings. I'm just not empathetic. They want me to go cross that line. We're going to get into the show. They want me to cross that line, but I think that's a line that is just offering excuses to people. Haven't we learned? I don't think, haven't we learned this? Let me do these uh, cash apps before we go get going. Uh, let me see here. Cash app. Cash app time. If you want to donate via cash app, here is the cash app link. Just so, because, you know, you're like, I ain't donating no YouTube. If you want to donate and support this message, you're, wait a minute. Yura, Yura says, for me being strong, I don't accept excuses. He says, for sleeping in a cold-ass car and a hot-ass car forced. Oh, my goodness. XL Pro Services. Appreciate your content, bro. Steamrolling. Uh, he says, women, we were entitled. Hit the like button. We was entitled. Andrew says for always looking forward to the streams. All right. Shout out to you. Loud pocket says for them cheap ninja watchers. <laughs> right. All right. Hey, this is an economic system that we're in. Our system revolves around the economy. All right. Let me show you what's going on in the world here. And it is. And we're not intending to hate people, guys. I, I'm just trying to help. Oh, King of Spade is also on the cash app. Sorry. He says, love this content. Thank you, sir. On the Cash App. Here, let's put, the, let's put the disclaimer back up. Remember when I told you this dating marketplace has been interrupted? Oh, before we get in here, I want to show you this man right here. It, it, it doesn't really fit into the total message, but we'll watch a little bit of this message. And we're talking about the influence that society's having for you worried about these issues that aren't really a big deal. Like, you're not going to see... Like, the, as much as we talk about rainbow people, you're not really going to see many of them. And if you do see one, you won't even know it. You won't know it. Until the people want to make you think about this all the time. Now, this brother right here, um, he's talking about, I don't know if he's called the smart guy. I don't know whose channel it is. Um, I don't know where he is. I think he's in New York, Sean. <laughs> he, shot, he shot like Radio Raheem, Sean. He dropping the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? He got the looks and he's doing the whole eye thing. You know, I was looking at him going, what is she talking about, Sean? Yo, Sean. Yo, man, what are we talking about, Sean? Land ownership, Sean? All right, that's what he, that's the look he got on. You know what I mean? And he trying to educate us over here, Sean. Yo, Sean, we need this, Sean. And we need to do this, Sean. And they keeping this away from us, Sean. And so he's talking to someone and then a fake activist comes up. <laughs> the fake activist comes up and disrupts his flow by bothering to ask him, about one thing that he mentioned, LB, LGBTQ, he mentions it in his diatribe that I'm not going to play. All right. It's three minutes of him kind of going off, Sean. <laughs> right. He looked like he got Sean written on his shirt. Yo, Sean. And so then he mentions this, this alphabet thing. And then the woman keys in on it and completely distracts him from what he's talking about to worry about her little agenda. Let's go ahead and listen, Sean. Send the music. You see? We warriors, bro. So now we gotta we we gotta fight God's war. 
okay, Sean. So, yeah, Sean, we got to do this, Sean, and we got to do that, Sean. All right. And so then this woman comes out, and then um, let's see what happens from here. That's a bus with a little bit. That's like a train with only two people on it. Anybody trying to get on that train? Can I ask you a question? She said, can I ask you a question? Here we go. Well, I can see. Guys, man, I'm going to sit here. Look, I worked in the fitness industry, and I'm going to tell you right now that this is a problem. All right, this this is going to be a problem for her in the next 40 years. I mean, there's a lot of there, there's a lot going on here where she's going to dig a major hole for herself. And the her 40 years from after the age of 30 something on is going to be tragic. But I'll continue. I'm not making judgments. I'm talking as a health professional. Here we go. You already see it, man. You are, you already know what's coming and this is why I don't understand White people are worried about stuff like this. This is this. Let's continue. Let's see what she's talking about. You can barely hear her. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why, why, why would, so you say you're for the culture, but then not for LGBT folks. Okay, so she says, I understand you're for the culture, but not for LBGT folks. Okay, so he, he gave a three-man diatribe on property ownership, what we need to do to get together, Sean. We need new unity in the community, Sean. And no, so um, as you can see, she throws that out there, distraction, and then look over here. Look at this person right here, bro. This person right here is keyed in on that because now this is an easy way for them to defeat any of your argument because they're going to throw something there that's that's that basically in a protected group that if you do disagree with them, your whole message is flushed down the toilet. All right. So watch this. Watch the reaction. Watch the gaslighting. Watch the, uh, you know, the basically not using a logical argument back. They're going to use just a bunch of emotion and signing and, and, and sighing. And I can't believe what he's talking about. Watch it. But there's black folks that are part of the LGBT community. That's the finish. They stay with you. And if they're doing stuff for the culture, then how you do you can't, feel about that? You can't because you, you can't do stuff for the culture as a whole because you're operating under a vibrational frequency that is not our original culture. So he's trying to say, look, man, that's that's their business. That's their private business. Um, and he's trying to say it's not part of his culture. It, it is what it is. He 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 may be misunderstanding there. It's not a part of the culture that you want to move forward, but it is part of the culture. All right. I mean, it's it's always been there, but but let's continue on. Homosexuality started with the Europeans. Now, now, okay, so as you see in the back, this woman right here has nothing to offer but nothing but emotions. And typically now, I don't know what it is about women, but when it comes to this particular subject and men on that side, they overwhelmingly will run to support this. Now, many times when it comes to the women on the LBGT, like they won't say nothing. They'll kind of be in silent and be like, oh, not me. But they will have a heart, a passion, an empathetic heart for men on this side. And so then what she believes is he's attacking the men on that side. And they will run. And no, 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 no. Listen, I get that as a touchy subject, but I'm, I don't make things based on upon opinion. See this? Right? I study, I study like, See this? you know, before it was called Africa, it was called what? So now she knows she's got him. You know what I mean? She's got him completely distracted off the message. He was talking about ownership, economics, and this and that. So the problem is all of these fake activists have one thing in common. Nothing. They got nothing going on in their lives. Nothing.
and they're arguing about stuff that ain't gonna matter in the end. Does it really matter? I'm just gonna ask you this. We're being we're being critical here. Does it really matter what he thinks? He do, he doesn't have any power to have any influence. He has nothing. He's on the corner, Sean. <laughs> he got nothing. Neither does the woman in the gray in the in the colored hair. She got nothing. The woman that's disagreeing, she she picking up trash at a coffee shop. Her dad owns. None of these people have nothing. <laughs> Not only that, the thing they're arguing about is very rarely seen. You're least likely to see any of those things, neither be impacted by them. But you guys are arguing. Hey, why, why are you arguing about this? You see what I'm saying? It's just further dividing you on something that will very rarely impact your life. And this is all entitlement. This is all stuff that 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 you guys, these these uh, people on TikTok all day, Generation Z, TikTok, you guys, millennials, uh, millennials and TikTokers and Instagrammers and social justice, you guys are really operating on a low frequency. And I'm not making a judgment because we talk about marriage and divorce, which overwhelmingly impacts millions of people. The issues that I talk about impacts millions of people. The impacts that the, the message you're talking about impacts to a dozen people. <laughs> a dozen. Okay. Here's another story. Oh, here's a story I want to talk to you about here. Where is it? Right here. This impacts millions of people. Yet, do we hear about it? Yet, we're trying to encourage these people or thinking that they can get into relationships. And I'm telling you guys, do not get into relationships with these people. They're hiding things from you. And you're going to get into a relationship with them. And then you're going to be arguing with them like these people here. Low frequency people arguing over nothing. Something that doesn't matter to that many people. Check a look at this. Mother of former Miss USA, Chesley Christ, says pageant queen hid depression. Hid it. Now, you guys get into a relationship with these people and you think, oh, she's good or she thick or she got shape, she curvation, she pretty, she light-skinned, she got good hair, she got bad hair, uh, whatever it is, peace leave is peace leave, and you bring on these complications into your life. And this reeks of, in essence, entitlement, the, the, the entitlement generation and culture that we live in, that you can be, you can be given the world and still... Still not be happy. Still not be happy. I mean, I'm concerned. See, the world said they, you were going to get things and be happy. But you sacrificed nothing to get them. This is why you're not happy, because many times you were giving these things. They want to open up avenues for this to happen and give you these opportunities and put this in. You never really had to sacrifice anything. The generation of men that have grown up today, men and women, really never had to defend anything. You really had to really not even support anything. You were pushed into opportunities. You were held up. You were propped up. Uh, this woman became a Miss USA winner in a time where they were like, we need to pr promote more women of color winning. So they gave it to like three out of the next four. They gave it to the next three out of the four women of color were the winners. All right. And only because there was pressure, you guys never have women of color. So then I were like, okay, we'll give a couple of uh, winners. And they strung them along. They gave it to her. Guess what happened? 
still not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> so now we're dealing with, it says right here, the mom says she was dealing with high functioning depression, which she hid from everyone, including me, her closest confidant, until very shortly before her demise. She took her life, unfortunately. RIP to this woman, young woman. But um, I've been telling you this. Remember, I've been telling you this and my message gets squashed down because I kicked this real to you. I've been telling you, be careful of who you're dealing with, especially if they're from the millennial, Gen Z, and baby boomer, uh, not baby boomer, Generation X um, generation. Many of them are dealing with anxiety, stress, and depression. And people think I'm trying to come down on women and saying they're all this and all that. I'm just telling you, these people are functioning as normal in your society. And then they think by, that by getting into a relationship with you, you are now their pseudotherapist. You have to now listen to them. You have to understand them. You have to somehow rationalize with them. You have to make them happy. I'm not happy. You have to complete them. <laughs> it's, it's a tragic time. It's a tragic time. And these people aren't happy. And we live in the easiest civilization times in history. Yet I'm hearing this is the most racist time in, in America. I'm like, what? Mm. Boy, you guys are really crapping on the people that came before you. Then I got to hear it's the most sexist time. I mean, you, you guys are crapping on generations of people that literally had to sacrifice. They came over in horse and buggy. You know what I mean? They were the first people who ran to land in Oklahoma as a sooner, meaning you had to be there sooner to get the land. All right. They had to run the land and put houses on land. That was given to them and stolen from the natives, but that's a whole nother story. People had to protect. People had to blaze trails. People had to pan for gold for you to be here. People have to endure hard times and harsh conditions in slavery in Augusta, Georgia. And we're sitting here with $1,000 worth of technology in our hand saying that this is the worst time of all. And we've been given everything. We've been given our security, our protection. And then if you did a, just a little bit of work, you can get just a little bit more security and protection. But we basically have the biggest freedom ever, and we're literally walking around here with depression, stress, and anxiety. I don't get it. I'm really beyond, I'm beyond floored at the entitlement. Then you have the relationship entitlement. Oh, I'm supposed to be getting a husband. And these men are supposed to approach me, and these men are supposed to marry me, and all they have to do is act right. I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. The entitlement of men. I should get women to like me for me. You know, it's happening right in front of us. And you're believing these things because you are addicted to the world order. But I'm going to state it again. Going back to this person right here, unfortunately, the mother of Chelsea Chris, the former Miss USA who died Sunday, had shared a touching tribute to her daughter, revealing she suffered from depression that she hid from everyone. She died at age 30, 30. 30. 30. Guys, you guys think you're supposed to have the world at 30. <laughs> but you sacrifice nothing. Most people that came before you, I know this is hard for you to believe. By age of 30, they probably already had three kids. They bought their second house. 
<laughs> they didn't just move from their parents' house into a McMansion. They actually had to, you know, give up careers and jobs, raise two and three kids, work at a blue-collar plant, work with their body, physical labor, ingesting and inhaling chemicals and fumes and smoke into their lungs so that they died in, by age 52 from either a heart attack, lung cancer. You see what I'm saying? Many men didn't even get to see age 30. They stormed the beaches in Normandy and got sniped out. They were sent over during the draft. All right. And came back either on drugs, on Agent Orange, or not coming back at all. And we're sitting here. You living at your mama's house, you're 27, 28, 29. You haven't even kicked off the ball yet of life. You ain't even kicked the ball off yet. Meaning you haven't sacrificed nothing. You haven't risked anything yet. You're an activist yet. You're in the most sexist, racist, blah, 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 blah. How do you know? How would you even know? <laughs> Kick the ball off first and see what you can get out of this life. But yet we want to live in comfort and then complain about not having things. This young woman's 30 and she was given damn near everything and still it wasn't enough. And she, she says she died at age 30 after falling from an elevated position. She fell from an elevated position from a building in the New York City's Hell Kitchen area. No, I mean, you mean she jumped? She fell from an elevated position. No, no, she jumped. It says right here, she, she said her daughter was living in public, uh, living a public and private life, as we are all. As we are all. We live one way in public. We all got the answers and the solutions to everything. And then when we get in private life, your private life is a disaster. You're out here dating and you you live with three roommates. You're out here dating and you're broke. You're out here. And this goes for men and women. You're out here dating, but you ain't kicked the ball off in life. You're out here waiting to get peace leave and you're trying to run game and that you learn from lames. You're out here posting 10-second highlights of your life and then the rest of the 24 hours and 58 minutes and 30 seconds is a unmitigated disaster. This is what's happening. This is how we're skating by in life. It says right here, she was dealing with high-functioning depression, which she hid from everyone, including me, her closest confidant. It says right here, she remembers her as a ball of sunshine wrapped in smiles. Yeah, that's what you look like on Instagram, right? That's what you look like on Facebook with your filter pictures and your pictures in front of your Porsche 911. <laughs> Somebody says, oh, I'll, I'll come back to that. We talk, FaceTime, and texted each other all uh, every day. Man, look, I'm done with that story. Because what's really happening is this. All right, this is what they're really under. And they're hiding behind this faux activism. They're hiding behind these issues that don't really affect anyone else. It might be affecting them, but they want it to affect us. It ain't affecting us. It don't affect me. What if your son's gay? It, well, then he's gay. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? You want to make it an emotional argument? Then that's what they are. 
and I hope they're fine. You know what I'm saying? They'll be fine. Because they'll have a greater idea that there's a bigger thing going on in that that doesn't define me. Be, and I told you, black, being black don't define me. It can define you, and you can worry about it all day into the end of the world. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right? You can worry about stuff like that. I don't worry about stuff like that all day. I don't think about it until I need to think about it. And even then, I'm like, that ain't even important right now. But if you want to worry about this all day and how people are judging you and all that, you're going to work yourself into nowhere. Let me go back and do these super chats, man. Oh, man. And one more thing. The important things that are happening, happening, the important things that are happening in this life, they're literally clouding your judgment, worrying about this, and over here, it's like three-card Monty. Over here, they're, they're, they're stealing and pillaging from you. But y'all don't want to hear this. I mean, you guys just want me to worry about the minuscule thing that's happening to you that you want to worry about. They're really doing a card trick on you, all right? Oh, man, sparked up in the way it says sitting in my tuition was randomly randomly using my state's case search system and found out my blue pill grand godbrother been divorced in the past six months, four years with a three-year-old praying mantis, feel bad for him, free agent for life. So you stumbled upon, he didn't tell you he was divorced, so he hid it from you. Another thing that we hide that impacts millions of people. We're hiding behind these relationships. You guys see these people take relationship pictures, relationship goals, and then they arguing all day. That They're not happy. They're not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> we burst in bubbles today. You want to feel bad and sorry for yourself and have a pity party of one? Go ahead. But you're not going to drag me into your pity party. I'm living free. And no, freedom doesn't equate happiness. And I know that as a person that is fighting for his freedom. See, what you want is a utopia. You want to be happy. I want to ask you guys this. How many men that died before you were actually happy? I'll wait. You guys think happiness is your solution? You think being emotionally euphoric is your solution in this life? We have the easiest life of all. We have the easiest life that could ever be handed to us. And you're sitting here, but I just want to be happy. And you can't even be happy being delivered the easiest life of all time of the people that ever came before you. And you still are finding reasons to be unhappy. Like you're in America, you could get rich in three years, but nope. <laughs> all right. Shout nope. out to the praying mantis. Bryant Horsley is in the building. Chief Rocker says pre PCGA keep pushing. Street side says, please don't hold back, CGA. A few of us still know you're holding back. People need their feelings hurt. <laughs> they do. They, I, they, you really do. Because uh, you guys want, I listen, positive reinforcement is fantastic. All right. But uh, people don't want to be hit over the head with truth. Right. And so they want me to deliver this. Well, you're just saying it and it's just uh, making me feel. 
hey, man, if you can't make it, you can't make it. If you ain't going to make it, you ain't going to make it. Okay. <laughs> C squared, shout out to you, said Cook. I'm, I'm getting in. I'm getting in it, Cook. And I've tried not to use curse and foul language, so I try to do that because that, that way they easily would. Look, it is this guy's vulgar. We live in the biggest entitlement generation in the history of this world. People fought. People got lynched and buried in 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 uh they they got lynched and buried in forests that are now parks that you your kids swing on. Y'all want to hear that truth? Never to be heard from again. Just came up missing, dragged from their house, from their bed. How many of you guys are getting dragged from your bed right now and buried, never to be heard from again, where they're swinging over your damn, <laughs> they're swinging over your corpse that serves as your grave? You see what I'm saying? I'm for real, man, for real. You literally, especially in the South. And I got people around here running around here. Atlanta, Georgia is the most racist has ever been. I can't even do anything for you. I can't do anything. Swing out museum out of college. I tricked because I was working on my career. And he says, and my time was critical. Afterwards, I created my own concubine customized for my needs. That's another thing that is actually a, a old thing that is becoming back new concubines. Concubines. You guys think we're going into a new place? We're going backwards. You know what I mean? History is repeating itself. Women are becoming voluntary concubines, which actually puts things in perspective because people thought that women were forced into these issues. But now we know, based on economics, many of them chose to be. Women are choosing to be in concubines right now. So this is what we know. We're going, mm. and And people that want to argue me, just pull up seeking arrangements. And you'll see it. They're choosing to be concubines. They're choosing to be serving as service providers for needs and not in marriage and relationships. They're choosing the top. They're choosing to share the top 10 or 20% men and leaving 30% of the men off the market. And they were available. There's women like, well, if you don't fit my standards of six foot one, making $100,000 a year, I want nobody. So she'll share that somebody as opposed to going back and lowering those standards to something that's realistic. You can't make it up. <laughs> you can't make it up. You're going, okay. And in the meantime, she's selling peacefully. In the meantime, they're service providers. In the meantime, they're riding. And men as well, men, are, men as well aren't catching up. You're not catching up to the new thing. Guys, if you're not elevating yourself and creating leverage, you're going to be left off the marketplace period mm. never to be seen never to be seen with a woman ever again i keep telling you you can cry and pout about this or you can create leverage or you can just live your own life but running game is dead okay somebody just mentioned nick cannon again voluntary concubine this is proof. I mean, he's one person, but underneath, just like this woman hit her depression, underneath, this is going on. I'm I'm experiencing it now. 
Shout out to Brian Hors uh, Horsley with the fifty dollar cash uh, cash app for my content. I'm experiencing it as a man that is Nick Cannon is basically showing you. Women are saying, "Okay, I'll, I'll be a voluntary concubine member. I'll have your kids, producer." It's happening, and it's going to happen more and more. I told you, poly relationships will be very popular. It will be the it will be the future. Monogamy is almost dead as an idea to be promoted because people are coming in non-monogamous, right? They're coming in temporarily. They just want sexual exclusivity for a temporary time. Monogamy is dead. Like monogamy to me, it means you intend to, even in your younger years, be with one partner. But you guys are doing se temporary sexuality, uh, sexual exclusivity. That That's not monogamy. And then you come in when it don't go right, I'm not happy. You just leave. <laughs> Adrian Paul TV, shout out to you with the microphone. Lamar Green, he says, tell him, coach. I'm trying. Yeah, the ethical non-monogamy, we're seeing this, man. We're, we're seeing this right now. I, and, I, and the point of it is, for you men that are going to complain about this, and you think women are going to switch it up, they're not going to switch it up. The economy is not going to entitle afford them to switch it up. They're going to have to choose this. They're choosing it now. They're choosing it right now. And I know there's going to be a period of time where we come back and reflect on what's happening here, and they're going to just paint it as, all oh, these women were desperate and they had to do what they had to do. The reality is they're, you know, it's a choice right now. They've chosen to go this route, and they're doing it. And so for the women who want to get married, let me, here's the message for you. You want to get married? Your competition is out here selling themselves at the for the highest bidder. It's going to be almost it's going to be very difficult for you to get married. Okay? It is what it is. The access men have today, again, let's go back to entitlement. The access that men have today, they have more access to women, to view women and to pleasure themselves via, by women via video, direct payment or photos. They have more access to women than any generation of men have had combined in America. All it takes is a little scratch, as they used to call it. You, you got a little bit of cheddar, you can go get access to women. You got $5, you can get access to a collection of photos. You got $15, you can get a collection of videos. You got $80, you can get one straggle-daggle off the corner. You got $250, you can get a junior college girl in her prime. That's all it takes today. Before this, men had to go fight, tooth and nail, claw, beg, sing outside of a window, climb into a tree with binoculars, go get a dirty magazine, go into a, uh, a movie theater, plunk down a nickel in a room full of men relieving themselves. This is what men had to do, or they had to go fight in Korea or Afghanistan to get access like this. They had to go fight and get the spoils of war. This is what men had to do. Today, you can sit at home in your drawers, not even brush your teeth and wipe the coal out of your eyes, and you get access to the most beautiful woman for free. Mm. Somebody says, S.A. corrected a huge, in, in, uh, Ray says, S.A. created a huge inefficiency in the marketplace, and that was men who couldn't get access by running game, being rich or um or or dating or 
All that did was just corrected it. And now certain men have access to where they never had access. It's going to change the game. And every week that I'm on there, there are new women every day. So if you're a woman and you're going, I'm going to just hold out and I'm going to wait for the right man and I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to date, I'm going to do this, you're going to lose. You can't compete. Yeah, they had to go to the peep show, plop in a quarter and watch the screen go up and watch a lady do this for 30 seconds before the screen went down. That's what men had to do. <laughs> they had to go to the strip club and pay for three songs. Bruh, now I'm sitting in my room and just going through 900 messages of women going, hey, I need to pay rent. Can I drop off some peace Lee? <laughs> okay. My electric bill is due. I'm broke right now. Man, look. This girl comes over, iron aboard Kaylee, who has the world handed to her. Come, hey, why don't you come over? Okay, I'll come over. She, come, she Before she comes, can you order me an Uber? I'm like, oh. She's like, I can't tell you how broke I am right now. I can't tell you how broke I am right now. Remember this girl I told you about the jasmine rice? Shoveling it, it turned her mouth. Shoveled the jasmine rice. She consumed so much jasmine rice, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's rice. And then text me the next week, I need $40 for gas. Now, these aren't straggle-daggles. These are girls who graduated from universities. High-level universities. Degrees. I'm telling you, man, if you're if, if you're a female, you should be concerned. If you're a female that wants to get married in the future, because I hear them too. I'll, I'll just wait till I'm 32. I'm not ready yet. I'm 26. I got a couple more years. Then I'll get married and start having kids. Nope. No, you won't. I'm telling you, you ain't doing it. It ain't going to be a market for you for that. For you to just pluck your man out. And that's you. I'll pluck the man out. That I know some stranger I met, he'll fall in love with me. He'll give me babies. He'll support me. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are looking at, looking at, but it's going to be, and I'm not trying to say it's going to be bad for most people. Some people will make this work. Most people won't. All right. This is a hard pill to deal with here. Stream Roland says, I had to make a new YouTube account to super chat. Powerful message. Tricking is sinning, and it is uh, a deviation of simping in most cases. It is for a lot of guys because they're eventually going to simp. Like, if you're a simp and you go on there to trick, right, what's going to happen is what's going to happen is you're going to go on there and end up trying to save them, but they don't want to be saved. So you're going to get it mixed up. You're going to be like, oh, man, and, and you're going to get you're going to try to save her, and you're going to get screwed. You're going to get screwed. So you better really have salami discipline when you go out here in this world. You still got to have ice water in your veins and treat them like, hey, man, you know, you are in this position. You're doing this either by choice or by need. Either way, you've chosen to do this. And I'm just taking advantage of the marketplace, what it provides me, because my other opt options are not viable. You know what I'm saying? Um, I am. Um, I'm not moving you in. I'm not cohabitating. I'm not going to get into a relationship with you and then end up 
made to look bad. You know, this is why men are entering relationships because they end up losing in the court of public opinion, right? Yeah. He didn't do this for me. He didn't do that. Okay, well, he's a stranger. That's why. You don't know him. Rare Cuisine says, Coach, you open my eyes to the evils of socialism and fake activism. I am not a victim and can't succeed. Pause. In this country, that doesn't oppress me. You guys got to wake up singing, singing that. You got to wake up singing that. And I'm going to tell you, it's hard for some. It's harder for some people. Yep, you got to do two times the work. Yep, you just got to be willing to do it. I got to work way harder than other people. Are, are they white people? No, it was people that kind of have the, had it had an advantage. Two parent household, or they were given property and they were passed down money, or they collected life insurance from their grandma. They had their college paid for. They had a significant advantage over me. Yeah. And I had to scratch and claw to break that cycle. Poor me. Oh, well. It's better than what was before me. It's better than what the men before me had to do. I'm going to tell you that right now. The men before me, my grandfather, you guys know my great-grandfather played in the Negro Leagues baseball. I have a picture of him behind me. You guys can't see it. I'll share it with you one time. My great-grandfather played in the Negro Leagues. He's in books where I can go back and look at history of players, and his name appears under several franchises. But you would call a franchise. I just imagine what he endured. Without the possibility of ever playing in the major leagues and knowing that. You know, real all out, this is your league, this is ours. You know what I mean? Like, real all out, this is separate. You know what I mean? And this dude fought in wars, came back to this country, and had to endure that and had to do the, the chitlin circuit of, of baseball, play in the hot sun and bad facilities. Still went out and produced. Still went out and had a family. It is what it is. I don't sit around complain about racism all the time. I'm like, shit, he probably had a hundred times the racism that I had playing in the Negro Leagues. It is what it is, bro. I don't carry that mantle all the way down because I look at it and say, he, like, I, my endurement can't compare to what he had to go through. It is what it is, man. Uh, Drew Oliver says, appreciate everything you do. Shout out to you. Das Tokyo says, shout out to the coach gang. Always remember, when dealing with the cops, always plead the fifth and STFU. Don't answer the questions. Don't help them convict you. And they're designed, they're doing this to convict you. They're doing this to convict. They, they ask you questions to set you up to convict you. Just understand that. Just go ahead and, and know your rights. Talk to them in, with respect. Let them know, yes, I, I appreciate you asking me questions, but I'm not going to answer any. I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm not going to in incriminate myself, okay? Because they're going to hold you to anything you say up front, and you're going to be riled up and emotional, and then you're going to say something, and then they're going to paint you into a corner or call you a liar. Okay? Art Stanton, NAACP head, storms podium last night's presser, C340 mark of care 11 okay watch the fray blah 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 um i have to check that out MGTOW gamer shout out to becoming a member the black blur coach are you doing this stream because you found out the seed relief funds been funneling to blm i don't know i didn't know anything about that 
All right. But again, I think um, when you're talking about that, you guys got to know that um, you guys got to know that that's what's going on. Uh, you guys are witnessing. Hold on for a second. You guys are witnessing. Let's just call it like this. The rich are getting richer. And they're doing it off the backs of you by you giving up what's rightfully yours. Um, and we're fighting over this. It, it, the, the fight shouldn't even be between us and who's getting the poke and who's not, who's not wearing a mask and who's not. But, you know, the knuckle draggers and the ham and the eggers and all of this stuff, you think that the problems are that simple. It's more complicated than that. All right, but it is what it is. I can't tell you, man. They, yeah, they running the okey-doke on you. They're running the okey-doke. And you're going to find out when it's too late. Das Token says, give up that black card. It's useless. It's valueless. In this country, as it is, it is. There's no benefit. that Like, every, every membership should have its privileges. All right? That one has zero. It has zero. It will always have zero. And they're, they're going to keep deducting. It's going to have negative points on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get a, you get a credit card. Oh, and I get actually membership points. No, you get zero. Zip. Um, I, I'm sorry, man. I, it is the truth. I wish it was different. But you really got to understand it ain't about it ain't about um, it ain't about trying to uplift people all at once. Again, once you do that, everybody's at the same level again. The cream rises to the top in this culture. If you don't want to participate in capitalism, fine. If you want to turn capitalism upside down like the Monopoly board, you just want to just say, forget it. We don't do this. This ain't fair. And you want to kick the board over because you ain't winning. You can try it. But all that's going to make is more poor people. Because you don't want to play because you're too selfish to play or you don't think you have enough or you have built in excuses. Go ahead and kick the Monopoly board over if you want. But I'm going to tell you what, the people that have money are always going to have money. <laughs> they ain't never going to let you get any. They ain't going to turn over any out of guilt and pity. Or you could do the revolution. I mean, that, that's always an option for you. <laughs> that's, not, that's always an option for you. Just let me know when you're doing it <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm going to do a couple more things here and report a couple more things here. Check this out. Remember, we talked about this again. You guys worried about stuff you're never going to happen to you. You're worried about an NFL coaches in the sideline, bro. You're never going to be it. You never played in the NFL. You're never going to be in the NFL. You're a consumer. You can't even afford tickets to the NFL. How many people have bought tickets to go to an NFL game? Zero. I can guarantee you most Americans can't even afford to go to an NFL game. And if you do, you sitting up in the cheap seats. You can't even pay for parking. But you worried about who coaching on the sideline. And now this goofball over here, <laughs> this goofball over here, who's been the head coach of two NFL teams, a coordinator for three and four. He's been a coordinator for four, trying to run out here and stupidly puts his foot in his mouth. I swear to God, to try to come in here and act like he's the victim. He. He basically kept his job after, go and I'm not criticizing record because I have a horrible coaching record. It is what it is. You got to own your record. His record was 1-15 and 0-16 respectively, and he kept his job. 
but he gonna be a victim out here. I tell you, fake activism will make you look stupid. <laughs> and why would you back somebody like this? He literally look, look at this dude's resume. Look at his resume. Division one school, division one school, division one school, division one school. He's been at this for years. Coordinator at a division one, coordinator at a division one, USC, Pac-12, Washington Redskins, Washington Cincinnati Bengals, Atlanta Falcons, Baltimore Ravens, quarterback coach, Oakland Raiders coordinator, head coach, Oakland Raiders, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati head coach, Cleveland Browns. They're millionaire coaches. And y'all, so y'all gonna y'all gonna jump on their bandwagon. I swear, these fake activists. Why are you worried about millionaire coaches? Why is this even a conversation? Why are you even? This is the stuff that we're talking about here. I would be like, what? I was a coach. Listen, I did a term paper in grad school about black. Listen, I, I'm telling you as a guy that was in coaching, that knew I wanted to be in coaching, I did a term paper, a research paper, on black head coaches and why they get the, um, why they why they tend to get the worst coaching jobs. You know what I discovered? That it didn't matter. Most coaches got the worst coaching job when they got hired. It was very rare that a coach got a, took over the league championship position. You know why? Because the league championship job is rarely open. You know what job is open? The worst jobs tend to be open. So I'm trying to make a case. Well, this coach got this job and they were one in 15 when they showed up and this coach got this job. But then I could find coaches on any other race getting jobs just as worse and getting fired just as swiftly. I'm like, they got fired just as quick as the other, the black coach did. So it, it didn't matter. It was like, not they didn't let this person continue to lose and then he kept his job. On this dude's side, this dude went, this dude went one in 15, 0 oh and 16, and they brought him back. Like, what? And you're complaining? And you complaining that they told you to and they paid you to lose? Where did you lose here? Like, you should be happy they paid you to lose. And by the way, being paid to lose is part of the process. Remember, trust the process for you sports people. Trust the process. The Philadelphia 76ers lost for 10 straight years, losing. Literally telling you we're going to intentionally lose to get draft picks. And now you guys are sitting here shocked. I can't believe they paid them to lose. I swear to God. And what does that have to do with this color? I swear to God, you fake activists are distracted by things that you'll never, ever see. You'll never be a coach. You'll never be an NFL coach. You won't even be a little league coach. But now this is, and, and what's going to happen is the people who run these betting programs are really going to turn the NFL inside out because this dude out here is snitching. He thought he was making a case, and all he did was make the case worse for everybody. <laughs> Losing on purpose is a strategy in professional sports. It has nothing to do with race. How many coaches were the Philadelphia coach? And they literally was like, we going to lose, lose every damn game. Take this person out. And, but he made it a racial issue. I swear to God, you guys are really, really crying about something 
that is part of their business and they get paid millions of dollars to do it, but you're making it about your own excuse making. You better wake up. You better wake up. You'll never be a coach. You'll never be in their position. So why are you worried about it? The Boston Celtics for a long time was taking L's just to get the number one draft pick. Rick Pitino took the job because he thought they were going to get the number one draft pick, and they didn't because the NBA has a system that's supposed to not incentivize tanking. And they put that system in place in the early 80s, 1984-85, because people were tanking on purpose. But these morons are out here, and you're acting like tanking is new. They got the little draft bubble thing the NBA draft lottery to prevent people from taking on purpose and getting the number one pick. Rick Pitino takes a job in Boston, think he's going to get Tim Duncan and they don't get the number one pick and his career in, in the, in the NBA was ruined from that point on because he bet on tanking as a business. It's part of the business, but you're out here exposing it, making yourself look worse. You know what I mean? Like, now you're going to show you why you don't belong in the league. Because everybody knows that's part of the business. I swear to God, I swear to these fake activists. Here's another one. That's why I wouldn't bet on that league right here. Here's another one. Mother opens up about being virtually great in the metaverse. This woman right here, I don't know if that's her. But these people are living in goggles. Listen to this story. I'll say it briefly. The woman who reported being groped in virtual reality late last year has come forward to discuss her horrifying experience. She can't let it go. This is entitlement. You're in goggles. You live in goggles. You're living in goggles, and this is how entitled you are. 200, 400-dial pair of goggles, all right? Here she is within 60 seconds of joining. I was verbally and sexually harassed. Three to four male avatars with male voices, essentially, but essentially, but virtually gang graped my avatar and took photos of the incident. As I tried to get away, they yelled, don't pretend you didn't love it and go rub yourself off to the photo. Okay, this is not something for me to get worked up worked up on. I reported the story before. This tells me that we are a mentally unhealthy society. We're mentally unhealthy. And not only that, the media pushes this stuff to you to for you to get outraged, for you to get distracted by. Meanwhile, they're running three coward money on you. Okay. But we're not healthy. We're not healthy. Depression. Depression between these years, 13% of adults age 18 and over use antidepressant medications. All right. In the past 30 days, use is higher amongst women, 17% than men, less than 10%. I always tell you, check the medicine cabinets. Now, that's just women in general. Antidepressant use increased with age overall in both sexes. Use was highest among women age 60 and over. A, um, a, a full one, a full quarter of women, 60 and up, are on some sort of anti-depression medication. That's concerning. 
This is what you have to look forward to. If you get married and you stay with the person the rest of their lives, if they switch on to this type of thing here, it's going to be de have devastating consequences because she's going to be high and coked up and you're going to be trying to have a logical conversation with her. And then when you drop the hammer on her, she's going to revert back to I have depression, stress and anxiety. It's a no win situation. You need to be careful. Tread lightly. Um, this article here says women in prescription drugs, one in four take mental health meds. Now, why am I telling you this? Am I trying to tell you this because I'm against women? No, I'm trying to tell you this because these are your future relationships. These are the people who are posing out here as normal. I had a person the other day that I was talking to, a young woman. And uh, she got into, well, I need to smoke weed before I go to bed and I need to take this and I stopped taking this drug. And I'm sitting there like. And I see a lot of people in here, mostly white women, though. See, I, I think that's going to be where you're messed up. The reason why most white women are on them like that is because they actually go to seek therapy. They actually go to try to get help. And I've been telling you this in the community. Many men and women in the community need therapy, but they need the right therapy. And if they were, they probably would be on mental health meds too. But the problem is in the community, nobody goes to the therapist. It's very rare that they go to the therapist. So when you're saying it's mostly white women, that's not true. Many women of many races need to go to a therapist. I mean, I'm telling you, they don't go to therapy. Like if you go, if you're poor, you can't afford to go to a therapist. You can't afford to seek out mental health. People are lashing out. They go to the grocery store and tear it up because they are unstable. So if you're saying it's mostly white women, why aren't the black women that are tearing up grocery stores? They probably need it too. Men and women need it. They can't afford it. They don't have no health insurance. They don't, they can't afford the prescription. They can't afford the therapist bill. So let's not make it and say, well, it's just a white woman. See, that's what I'm talking about. No. Some people, it's one in four. Listen, it's one in four because two out of three, the, the rest of the 70% or so are undiagnosed. That's what it is. Because if it, if truth be told, if people got properly diagnosed, this number would skyrocket. <laughs> okay. And not only that, I'm going to just tell you another thing. The drug use of people, of recreational drugs, is not being reported. A lot of these people are on recreational drugs, coke and all kind of stuff. You don't hear about it at all because it's supposed to be something. Oh, let them have it. Let them smoke all the weed they want. Let them snort all this stuff. The amount of people that are on recreational drugs that you have no clue is probably off the, it's probably insane. But it's a hidden thing, right? A lot of people, somebody says working out is my therapy. A lot of people that don't work out don't get to release that and become their therapy. A lot of people aren't working out. All right, so I don't, never make that, uh, you know, you got to watch out by making this an issue and be like, well, the white women, they see they crazy and they go crazy. Yeah, okay, okay. But I'm also watching 
women of other colors tear up convenience stores because they lose their wallet and they don't get help finding it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, she probably would be on head meds too, but she can't afford the therapy. She can't afford the diagnosis. She can't, she doesn't have health insurance to get it. She probably needs it though. Postpartum depression. Postpartum depression is huge in women. And I did a stream on this and it affects marriages like crazy, but nobody ever brings it back and go, well, she suffered from postpartum depression. This is why it made the relationship difficult. Okay. I'm giving you hard truths here. I'm going to give you the stats on it. And I did an entire show on this one. Okay. I did an entire show on this one right here. And, um, this is affecting a lot of people in relationships, but they, nobody's the reason why they don't want to highlight this is because then it puts it back in women, hormonal imbalances or whatever it is. And then it, it looks like it blames women. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to blame women, but you guys are the ones who want to take credit for childbirth. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. In the United States alone, approximately 70 to 80, You're hearing this right. I'm giving you the data. 70 to 80 percent. So this means every time you have a baby, a child with a woman who delivers your baby, she's going to change up on you. And the data right here proves it. This is why there's a switch. It could be long term or short term. Is this what do you think that if people knew this, we could actually overcome it and overcome relationship issues and marital issues? It could be traced back to this 70 to 80% of women who have babies will experience at a minimum the baby blues. Yeah, at minimum the baby blues. Many of these women will experience the most, so many, many of these women will experience the more severe conditions of postpartum depression or a related condition. I'm telling you this not to put them down or belittle them. I'm telling you this is why you run into problems. The reported rate of some type of clinical postpartum uh, depression among new mothers is between 10 to 20%. This is clinical reported. This is people that sought help. Uh, One research finds that one in seven women may experience postpartum depression in a year after giving birth. A year. A year. That means... She's going through this every day that you're with her and you're raising the kids and arguing and going back and forth. And she's not happy. It's not sad. She's cold. She's hot. Don't you think that this is going to be problematic with approximately 4 million live births occurring each year in the United States? This equates to almost 600,000 postpartum diagnoses. These are just the diagnoses. Okay. Uh, There's also postpartum psychosis. Women with the history of depression, anxiety disorders, or serious mood disorders are 30 to 35% more likely to develop postpartum depression. So here it is. All right, boom, one in four take mental health meds. Then you impregnate her. Then she gets postpartum depression. It is believed that 50% of women will develop postpartum depression, began experiencing symptoms during pregnancy. Right during the pregnancy, this is why oh I want pickles, I want this, and I can't you can't make me happy, and I'm this, and I'm frustrated, and you know we 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 kind of minimize the issue. Is, oh, she's just me and a woman. No man, there's a serious problem going on that we need to understand, and we need to confront 
with truth instead of worrying about football coaches on the sideline and your pro blackness and your lbgt what about this stuff what about this stuff and then when i talk about it it's like i'm bringing the damn devil to you you want me to worry about being black all day this stuff affects me way more than that especially if you're in a relationship that's going to affect you way more um i'm gonna do here it is right here between one and two women out of a thousand will develop postpartum psychosis a severe and potential deadly disorder and women who have a history of bipolar disorder are 40 percent more likely to develop postpartum psychosis one study found that 60% of women with postpartum depression also had signs of postpartum anxiety disorder, a condition that isn't always associated with depression. Man, I mean, look at these numbers, bro. Now, what, what is more important in your life? See, this is the entitlement we're talking about. You're worried about stuff that will never impact you, but stuff that impacts you, you don't want to talk about. You don't want to deal with it. Let's do all these super chats. I'm going to do them all. Castigator says, at the end of the day, the only color that matters is the color of money. Y'all don't want to believe that either. All right, that's the only thing that matters right now. Cali West, Miami, Talcum X, he says, the faux blacks and the community will come for you for speaking facts. Trump had the Proud Boys CGA, got the nasty boys, free agent for life. All right. Yeah, man, I always tell guys, I used to be in that pro-black and you need to get this and that. I want men to be healthy. Black men, white men, Latino. I, I, I really want people to be healthy mentally. The reason why it's not, you're not, is because you're distracted. You're distracted. I mean, why would you tell a guy who's not worried about something and he's actually going to do, going to his freedom? Why would you bring him back to where you are and your life's not better than that person fighting for freedom, right? I'm trying to free you. I'm living fine. And you want to drag me back into your decaying life. Why, why would I do that? And typically what you'll do is, this. that's why they call it crabs in the bucket. You'll want to drag me back. You see me achieving things. You see me pulling back. You see me doing things. And you see me winning with the formula that wins. But you want me to embrace the losing formula because you're not winning because you refuse to sacrifice the way the winner sacrifice. It's the same thing in sports. We practice harder. We go harder. We stay focused. And then you're losing. You want me to adopt your losing philosophy. Street Fighter 88 coach, we got a 9% raise this year. Factor in the 7% inflation. It only totals into a 2% raise. That's less than the yearly standard 3% raise. <laughs> yeah, just wait. Uh, the, the wages aren't keeping up with inflation. So if you're not involved in the, this is why we do the blue chip mindset um, every week. This is why we do the money mindset streams on Sunday night. We're telling you, you better get into the cash flow quadrant of business and investor and residual income. It is the only way out. It's the only way out of your issue. All right. And you're looking at this going how impossible it is to develop, become an investor because investment rates rise at 20, 25 percent. Some in some cases, real estate has risen 17, 18, 20 percent. Inflation has risen 7 percent. Uh, salaries and wages have risen very maybe five to nine percent. 
where are you going to get eaten up? This is what you should be worried about on a daily basis, more than all these other issues. You should be worried about that and how to get out of that. Develop multiple streams of income, which is possible. The only freedom you're going to get in this place is through capitalism. Otherwise, you're going to have to choose revolution and socialism. And I'm going to tell you, you think it's bad now. Just wait till you get into that. King of Spades says, enjoy when you get raw and uncut, coach. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Caitlin Ferguson, I have to admit, coach, I have to admit, coach as a millennial myself, our generation will not be memorable. When it, it's, whether it's the music or sports, there's no substance that can permeate long-term. No, so what they do is then they try to create memorable experiences, right? They try to create their own memories, and they, they try to become their own version of Harriet Tubman. Uh, there's no one to free. I mean, well, there is people to free, but it ain't got nothing to do with race or gender. Has to do with mindset. Zero fallout. Finally get to catch a morning show again. I can shuffle too. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We shuffling here. Uh, shuffling all the way to the bank while these gump shuffling from cops. You guys just want me to worry about getting pulled over. I, I drive. I'm a black man in Newport Beach. I drive high-level vehicles with tenant windows <laughs> with a booming system, and the police don't bother me. I've been here 10 years. I got pulled over once. Like, that's how little I worry. Like, the, the likelihood of some crazy shit happening is like me winning the lottery. I've been driving around this neighborhood for a long-ass 10 years. Nothing. I've... I got pulled over once, and let me tell you, the car I got pulled over was in a rental car. I got pulled over in a rental car, and the rental car company happened to not put the sticker on their license. Uh, let's see here. It was the, 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 you know, the registration sticker. They happened to not put it on the plate when they rented it to me. They, you know, they got caught lacking, but I'm in their car. The cop pulls me over. I literally was like, this is a rental car. <laughs> He checks, he confirms this a rental car, he let me go. I was like, okay. Now, let me tell you, that was plenty of reason to hem my ass up. I mean, that was lacking and slipping. But I happened to have the rental car agreement. I had the rental car agreement. I showed him, this ain't my car. This is my name, blah, gone. So what would I be literally worried about in this life? Like that is minimal. That that is all the likelihood. And my paperwork is good. My paperwork is good. Keep your paperwork good. I did this in the course conquer. Keep your paperwork in order. Some of you guys don't get your paperwork in order, and then you get pulled, and then you get drugged because your paperwork's not in order. Bakari Leary says there is no safety net for us men. Stay on your goals and your purpose-free agents. Old Town from Orange County coached that blue chip uh, live stream, motivated me this week. Like the fake stock market, I made record highs. He says, LOL, happy Friday to you and the gang. You guys know how the stock market is actually fluctuating and functioning right now. They pumped in millions of dollars to keep it float, keep it afloat. All right. During this economy, the same time they printed money, they put in millions and billions of dollars to keep it fluffed up. Hey, man, you guys got to really be on your P's and Q's and understand what's going on here. All right, this is all alleged, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 
There's no safety net guy. There's nobody coming to save you. Hold on for a second. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. No one's coming to save you, gentlemen. This is the plight of man. Uh, in men, and in, 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 in the way to function in this world as man, you got to earn. You got to build, you got to support, you got to provide, you got to, this is what we do. We can run away from that responsibility if we want, but you're going to get nowhere if you don't want to do one or two of those things. If you're waiting for people to pull you up while you do nothing or give you the secrets to being rich, you're waiting for millionaires to give you the secrets to be rich. You're, you're ready to get millionaires to guilt you uh, you really guilt them to give you th their money, their hard-earned money. You're you're praying for a miracle. And I'm sitting here. I'm not a millionaire. I've earned millions of dollars of income, that's for sure, in my lifetime. I still was close to poverty and brokenness even after that, doing well. And I'm giving you guys secrets that many people would charge you uh, $2,500 to a man for any of this information. They will charge you tickets and they will put fireworks displays on in stadiums and bring in motivational speakers and topics. And men sit here getting free information and never apply it to their life or they make an excuse of why they can't apply it to their lives. See, let me tell you something. The reason why millionaires never give you free information is because they know you ain't going to use the free information the way you would use it if you paid for it. See, if you pay for the information, you're more likely to use it. When it's given to you free, you just piss it off. Eh, I'll use it whenever I want to use it. Well, there'll be a time where I literally would go, forget about it. I tried. I'll go out here and go get paid. Right? Because nobody ain't using the free information. You guys got free nutrition plans, free exercise plans, and guess what? You still out of shape. <laughs> you can go on the internet right now, get a free workout program by a bodybuilder, a free meal plan, and you guys will make up excuses of why you can't get in shape. But see, this is a culture we live in. All right, you'll start, start talking about, I got a hyperthalamus. I got a damn, this issue and a, that issue that can't get me on my, I got this and I got that and I don't have time and I still, and you still won't get. People used to try to give me, can you send me a meal plan? Can you, I'll pay for a meal plan. I'll pay $49. I'll tell them I, my meal plans cost $2,000. Cause if I, if I charge you 2K and you pay for it, you'll probably use it. If you paid $49 for it, you probably ain't going to use it. Or if I gave it to you for free, you probably ain't going to use it. All right? That's the reality of the situation. That's why people charge you for stuff. Moron. And I hate to be real with you guys, but this is the culture. If you came from Gen Z and millennials, nobody's ever been real with you. And then if, if people are real with you, you dismiss them off as hateful and you try to censor them. You can't, you really can't swallow your pride. I really had to swallow a lot of pride and eat lots of plates of crap in my life. I ate plates and plates of crap in my life. 
to even get to this point, and I scratched and clawed. I could have gave up a long time ago. All right. But I'm not like that. I'm like, well, you know, I can see a little bit more vision. I can see ahead of myself. I'm not giving up. Um, anyway, Moron says the past is the picture in a brain. The future, not even in existence, exists in hope. Only real moments is now and the action you make next. Yes, wake up. Every action you're making today is going to lead to your future, whether you make a negative action or a positive action. But you guys want to do nothing, sit down in the middle of the street and wait for luck to happen. No, man. Everything you do today, everything you do today is going to affect your future. Every single decision you make. Male or female, don't matter. MGTOW or blue pill simp. Everything you do today is going to affect the next day. All right. Listen, I get up here and I literally do this YouTube stuff. I, I, I could tell you I, I don't have to do it, <laughs> all right? I like to do it. There's benefits to do it. It's therapeutic. Shout out to Black Ram. This also helps me financially. But I know a lot of people that would not do it because they're in a good position. I don't really need to do it today. And they won't wake their punk ass up. They'll sit there and say, all right, I made $10,000 in AdSense. I'm good. But again, when you're only doing it for money, that's the position you'll take it for. I'm not just doing it for a financial benefit. I, the financial benefit must be there. But I do this because I'm like, people literally show up for this, hoping that there's a positive message that they can take from it. Or they show up for entertainment. They show up for laughs. They show up because I said I would show up. They show up because this helps them get focused through the week. It shows up because it brings some clarity or teaches them something they didn't know. Whatever it is, it shows us because you're losing in life and you want to hate. So you depend on me to show up. So as a result, I'm going to show up. But I didn't have to. Believe me, I did not have to. <laughs> it wasn't a need for me to show up today, but I did it. I had an ironboard Kaylee in here yesterday. She kept me up a little late. She did catch it. She did keep me up a little late tonight last night. But I woke up, walked my dog, 6 a.m. Walked, walked my dog, got ready, got the thing did, did my thumbnail, blah, 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 blah. I could have literally mailed it in. You know what I mean? You know what? Forget the guys. Forget the damn YouTube. I'll sleep in the day. I could have done it. But I didn't. You know what I mean? That's what I do. That's how I do. That's how I, this is what I commit to. This is what shows you the level of commitment that you have to have to go take the next step. Because look, what if I didn't do it today and somebody was waiting for something? They needed that message today. Damn, I needed that. Oh, where, where's coach? <laughs> he said, took that LCGA. He says, I can tell you because you ain't have that coffee this morning. Man, no, I had the coffee. I needed it. I was dragging today. I was, I was like, I wasn't 6 a.m. I'm normally up. I was at 6.15 like, woo. <laughs> All right, and now a pro black is mad because the iron board Kaylee was here. You know what I mean? This is what we do here. This is what we do. Yeah, bros over hoes, man. Look, I'm not gonna let no young Kaylee mess up the brothers. I like that more around the picture in the past is the picture in your brain, the future, not even in existence, uh, exist in hope. 
Only real moment is now and the action you make next. Wake up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to rest up after the stream. I can always rest up after the stream. Uh, Sidetrack says, uh, Sidetrack says, shout out to all my fellow shufflers in here. Pause. Yes, indeed. Alan Bebobox says, sarcasm follows. He says, uh, but coach, owning property is patriarchal, white privilege, and neo-colonial -cap capitalist oppression. Like, okay, yeah, you know, I, he's, he's being sarcastic. Um, but this is the position people take. And I go, I go, wow. Have you been on Zillow? <laughs> like, you can go get some property right now. Or, or you can take the idea that, no, we'll just, the land should be appreciated. No one should own it. Only the colonial patriarchal uh, colonizers. You can take that position, bro. I'm going to tell you, you're going to take fat L's in life because China buying up everything in Africa right now. No, the, the nations that you will be under control of, the people who will be in power for the next 150 and 200 years they're buying property and land and virtual land right now. You're, you're not going to be happy with what they're going to do with you. They are going to, they're going to own everything, water, air. They're going to charge you for it. Who remembers not being charged for water? Raise your hand. <laughs> yep. Bill Gates buying up farmlands. Who remembers not being charged for water. Who remembers that time? We're just talking today. There was a time that buying water was like foreign. It was a foreign idea. It was like, what? Buy water? It's water. Now you guys will have no problem being in the airport paying $5.50 for a bottle of water. Now, that took about 30 years to get there and a Patriot Act <laughs> and 9-11. You know what I mean? It took a while. It took some getting used to because we can go to a water hose. We can go to our water fountain. We can go to, there were places where you could go to get free water. But now that water is $5 a bottle, do you see water fountains anymore? Do you run up to a water hose anymore? They told you, don't drink out of that. It's unsafe. Now they're charging $5 for water. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, so don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they'll charge you for access to water. I mean, they kind of already do to, for you to use on your property. And then they'll say in California, don't use so much water. We're running out of it. Meanwhile, people are grandfathered in to use all the water they want. Okay, so that's happening too. And then somebody will privatize water. It's already happened. T. Boone's Pickens privatized water, a section of water, in which he then sold to someone else and kept away from people. I think Kamala Harris has talked about privatizing the ocean water. I swear to God, man. And listen, <laughs> at some point, it's going to strike you. They got to charge you for air, bro. They don't charge you for the air, all right? Uh, literally, they covered your mouth so you couldn't get good air. So the next phase is, how about we give you an oxygen plug in your nose? 
since y'all not getting the good recycled air by covering your face up, we'll put this on. Why don't you wear this on and carry this tank around? And then we'll charge you for canisters of uh, tank air. <laughs> yep, the air quality. Air quality is kind of messed up here. But we got tank air for you. Do you like a little tank air? All it takes is a couple of people to start buying it. Somebody says we already got an air tax. I'm telling you, man. But anyway, y'all still fight over NFL coaches on the sideline. And you worry about minuscule stuff like that. You still fight over rainbow Skittles people, which you'll never really see one unless you see one. You know what I mean? You still fight over marriage and, and, and all of these. You still fight over that, preserving the community. Fight over that stuff if you want. The real game is being played over here. And it's all capitalism. And believe me, the rich will always get richer whether you not participate in capitalism or not. There's always going to be somebody at the top. And the people that are becoming at the top, they know this. So that's why they're going for the top. And, uh, oh, let me say something. Let me show you something. Because we're just chilling today, right? And I'm going to get to the rest of these Super Chats, I promise. I saw a video somewhere. I don't know where it was, but I've told you about this, you know, steak. I was like, I bet you enjoy steak now. It's going to be a delicacy in 2030. But then I saw a video of, I don't know if it was a restaurant. I don't know if it was at a butchery, but they had rich people reserving steak. They had rich people reserving steak, meaning it was like celebrities. Like they had steak on reserve. I'm going to see if I can find that video. I don't know where I saw it. Reserving. Let me see if I can find it. Because they put y'all chicken out. They put y'all chicken out here. Let me see here. Somebody said at the Golden Corral. <laughs> where did I see that? I'm going to have to figure out where I saw that. And I was like, damn. I was like, that's true. I was like, it literally was true. I, I, I just talked about that. And then I saw a video. Yep. And they had the name of people like uh, David Beckham. He had his name on the stake. I was like, damn, son. I'm like, we getting there. Steak and all that stuff. Bill Gates told you. Oh, there's Golden Corral steak bites. Bill Gates told you. Y'all don't need steak. Did y'all hear him say that? Then he started buying up the farms. <laughs> It's like, y'all don't need steak. I don't need to eat that. Uh, here's an article right here. And y'all fighting over NFL football coaches. For real, don't argue with me on this. Don't argue with me on NFL coaches. This is Mickey Mouse, low-frequency conversation that matters to nobody. Who cares? Who cares about these millionaire brat coaches snitching on everybody? Looking stupid. All right, here we go. Does it matter to you? Bill Gates, rich nations should shift entirely to synthetic beats. Now, I don't know. Uh, when they talk, when he talks, people listen. Whatever he says happen is about to happen. All right? He's just basically warning your ass. He's just letting you know, this is what we about to do. And just so you know. Um, it is what it is. And then KFC comes out with uh, fake uh, farm, what do they call it? Faux chicken. 
DGC more PCGA owning the boat is a better financial decision versus marriage. Hey, I can't argue against that. All right, marriage is just a bad decision altogether financially for almost most people. Most people. Omari says, Coach, I love the junior college, but I'm noticing damn near all speak that SWJ, uh, SJW woke BS now. Is the white junior college all less woke than a Martin Luther King? No, no, no. I had a I had a junior college girl, of course. Then she was a Kaylee. She was speaking that, oh, I'm ashamed to be white. Man, I was like, bruh. God dang, man. It's crazy. It's an infectious disease. She was talking about all the white people. Need, this is a white girl. All the white people need to be breeded out. Mid-20s. I'm like, and what is that going to do for everybody else? Literally, white people are the least populated on, on the planet Earth. They already breed it out. Like, they're breeding themselves out. On Earth, they represent the damn lowest number on Earth already. But they just happen to be in power. I mean... <laughs> they literally already the least represented people around planet Earth. There's more dark people everywhere. Yeah, but all she wanted to do was get that. Oh, man, I don't know what to say, man. Where are we going? No, she wasn't. She wasn't that. Uh, I was like a video. The Black Blur says that chick reminds me of Vivica Fox when talking to Ice Cube. That's cool and all, but what about black women? Yep, that's cool and all. But yeah, the lady, the the the, the lady that interjected. Yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, what about this? Das Tokens, shout out to you for becoming a member. He says YouTube definitely kicked me out of the coach gang somehow. I don't know what they're doing, man. That's crazy. Mr. West, Chelsea met the wall, and the wall won. <laughs> it is what it is there. Yeah, uh, she was getting to realize that beauty is a fleeting characteristic, and uh, she didn't want no parts of the game anymore. She she flipped the Monopoly board. Swing out museum, depression is a self-imposed disease or, uh, or prison. It's literally a self-inflicted wound, and most of it has to do with you don't have any value. Like you, you, you're you're looking at yourself as valueless. Now there's a thing you can do to change that. You can create value for yourself. But it's gonna take work. It's not gonna be easy. King of Space says we're the seamen that won, coach. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, you literally were the seamen that won. And you're out here acting like I need to get this and they need to give me that. And you're going to wait around for reparations. You want 18 black football coaches and you think you're going to be happy. What is that going to do for you, please? What is that going to do for you? You're going to be happy. They start hiring coaches. Now what? Okay, they they hire they hire more black coaches. Now what? <laughs> what did that do for you? Nothing. It just created another millionaire. Free speech champ, Susan. Jordan Peterson said woke activists were helicopter parented and never played as children, so they played dress up as adults and live off imagination. Yeah, they're always trying to, try to create this imaginary world. Guys, the world we live in today is substantially better than any world our previous predecessors have ever lived in. We got more freedom, more information, more technology. And they're stealing that away from you as you get along here. All right. They're just distracting you just like crazy. 
You got more and more and more. We see more tail. We got more access to women. There's more people around us. You know what I mean? We got more people. Like we used to grow up in towns where there were 500, 600 people. Now there's millions of people around us. We got options in life. We got ability to make We got access to money. We can become wealthy in five years. And people still running around here trying to tear this down. I'm blown away. And it's because you live in a false reality. You're willing to live in that false reality that we can create a better system, a better utopia. There's people that would be, that, that would kill to live in this time as opposed to 1920, 1860, 1750. You know what I mean? You're walking around with a kerosene lamp. You guys get to keep your lights on all night long. Do you realize before 1920, that was damn near impossible for most Americans? Like the idea that you just keep your lights on all day was not possible. When it got dark, it got dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shut everything down. It's dark. Anybody got a lighter, a match, got a kerosene? Oh, I'm out of kerosene. Guess we sitting in the dark. Somebody said kerosene burn longer, though. You had to have it, though. Then you, what if you had no kerosene? Sure, kerosene cost a grip when, um, who was over kerosene? Who was the one po pushing kerosene? I can't remember in the video that I watched. They were like, nah, we gonna roll with kerosene. Forget about this electricity. I think it was Rockefeller. Rockefeller was like, we're against electricity. We'll roll with kerosene. Guess what happened? <laughs> Y'all now get to keep the damn whole damn lights on. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. All these damn things, G's going through your body all night long. You watching the TV watching you. You're not even watching the TV. Your iPad, your iPhone watching you. You sleep with your iPhone on your eye like this. You sleeping like that. Come on, man. Air conditioning, air conditioning alone. Can you realize the funk of 40,000 years of the people that lived before you, before 1950s? How hot it is and where you live, they didn't even have no air conditioning. Air conditioning. <laughs> you live in air conditioning time. People lived 200,000 years before you had zero air conditioning. <laughs> I'm just thinking of it. Like, think about it. Do you imagine the body funk that people had living in log cabins? Think of the funk. Think of if you went and get, got access to a woman, the stench in the room with no air conditioning, nobody, no bath. You know, people didn't bathe and take no shower. They didn't just jump in the shower. You know what I mean? You got showers where the sprinkle, they sprinkle water on you. I'm blown away. I mean, I'm blowing away with the sense of the pity parties that people have it around here. You live in great times and you can actually improve your times greater with minimal effort. But you won't do it. Imagine what sex smelt like 
years ago. You know what I mean? Like in the 1940s. What? I mean, now people can sprinkle powder on themselves and hide it, disguise the fume until right last minute. You got toothpaste with fluoride in it, which is a good. You got alternative toothpaste. You got food grocery storages. Food grocery storages that store food. You're, you used to have to go to the market. And they used to have to cut the beef with no damn refrigeration. Hurry up and get your beef. If you ain't get it now, it's going spoiled. You got cars. You used to have to get on your horse and carriage. You used to have to ride a horse to go anywhere of distance. Up and down the horse. The horse crapping. Don't want to drink. I mean, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, Florida is not great for you, but. You couldn't even flush your toilet. You know what I mean? You had to crap and just toss it outside. Shovel it. Use it as fertilizer. But you guys are out here. It, it's just the work. This this the worst time. If you were black, you used to walk outside in America. You couldn't even look a person in the eye. They'll lynch you. That was that was cause for lynching. Just looking a person in his eye. Now you can walk down the street with a full white man or white woman on your arm. Or Latina or whatever you want. You can walk down the street with one on your arm and nothing's going to happen to you. Just some dirty looks. If that, if that, if that. A woman get caught doing something, they would used to be able to just smack her like this. They'd be like this. Right? She do something. She step out of line. She open her mouth. But women are oppressed today. I swear to God, man. I was like, bro, you, they would literally, you wouldn't have made it out of life. So I'm just telling you, man, we gotten better as a society. It hasn't gotten worse. It's gotten better. But society seems to be progressing worse because people are entitled. Uh, let me see here. We'll get the super chats here. Uh, Coco. Chief, I can't say that. He says, just paying tuition, coach. Can I get the? Give it to me. I pressed the button. Wait. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Show. Das Token, Nancy Pelosi cashed out of the stock market last year and is a true insider trading. trading. Yep, she's the trader of the year. She made like a 67% return. Amazing. Amazing. And when they pull their money out of that market, oof. Leo Case, he says, strong men create easy times. Easy times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. It's If it's hard where you are, I would tell you, leave. Leave immediately. Don't wait. Just leave where you are. Drop everything where you are. If you're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, if you're in Green Bay, Detroit, Tupelo, I would tell you to leave. Leave everybody behind. Leave everybody. Leave your family behind. They ain't, they ain't about ish. Your family about ain't about ish. Real men used to actually get the hell up and get up out of where they were to go get a better situation. I mean, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Uh, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. You know what I mean? Uh, that people that went over the, the uh, 
not the pilgrims, but the, the Puritans that came left England and was like, F that ish. We going over here. All right. The people that left uh, the new the new Americas and went over in the blaze, the Oregon trail, Oregon trail. They're like, we ain't going here. We want opportunity over there. And they went over there and dodged all kind of native American arrows. You know what I'm saying? To get through there and fought Mexicans to get over here and bought up French swamp land in, in Louisiana and the whole damn, everything that runs up the Mississippi river. They literally got up out of there. They were like, nah, this ain't working where I am. I'm out. Y'all literally won't move. Y'all will sit there. <laughs> you will sit there and do nothing. That is mind-blowing to me. It's mind-boggling. You will sit where you are. No opportunities, no nothing. You won't leave. Well, it costs to leave. Do, go to, what is a, what is a ticket to Greyhound cost? Greyhound bus. Greyhound. People used to jump on the back of trains to get the hell up out of there. <laughs> Somebody says they were prisoners. Let me see. Greyhound ticket info. We're going to go to Greyhound. Uh, see all fares. Economy fare. $20 to change fee. Look, man. Get the hell up out of where you are if it doesn't serve you. It's simple. Most men did that. And when you go where you are, you're going to have to fight. Yeah, you're going to have to fight the natives. You're going to have to fight whoever don't like you there. You're going to have to fight. That's just what it is. For less than 100 bucks, you could get the hell up out of where you are and go plant yourself somewhere else. But you're going to make an excuse. Well, it's hot in Phoenix, and I don't like Las Vegas, and I don't like, uh, you know, this cold in San Antonio, or it's fat girls in San Antonio, or, okay, stay in Detroit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know nobody. And you think people knew people wherever the hell they went? They didn't know nobody. They showed up and it was people standing there looking at them like, what you doing here? Well, I'm here now. I hear I'm here to take what's mine. Fight. <laughs> Duke it out. And in five or 10 years, it'll be worth it. Rock Lift, thank you for becoming a member. MPI says, I'm trucking through Dallas right now. The roads are horrible. They didn't treat them properly, just horrible. Looks like a ghost city. Dallas is really collapsing into this weather right now. Mike D, I'm glad I didn't move to Dallas. It's off my list officially. Mike D says, Coach dropping to the drop to these entitled. Coach dropped to those entitled about the truth of all the people who mysteriously disappeared in Chile during the a uh, uh, Pinochet error from 1973 to 1990. We have it good in the U.S., but uh, the lazy don't see it, and the window is closing. Okay, so I don't know anything about Chile and the history there, so I can't speak on that, but it is what it is. If that, you know, people had that, they had those circumstances. I think people are either entitled and lazy or entitled and lazy. You're absolutely right. The window's closing, too. This is the gold rush. This is the tech.com boom. This is the industrial revolution. You're either going to be working in the machinery or you're going to build the machinery. You're going to invest in the machinery. This is it. The window's closing up. I think it's going to close. The official close, the official close will, will be when any of the markets crash. Crypto, the stock market, and or housing. That's when the window closes, all right? 
then 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 there's a reset. Then everybody's got to kind of get together and get their credit report, lose their house, foreclose. Like you're gonna have to go through that. By that time, the windows closed. There's no more possibilities. NFTs, like that was it. Now the people who got the most out of that market will get richer. The people who didn't invest and you waited. Oh, I'm going to wait till the crypto gets to this. And then I'm going to throw some money in. And then it went backwards. You didn't throw no money in. Like you played that game, played that game. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it in. You like standing there like double Dutch. <laughs> Remember the girls in double Dutch? That's how you do life. Oh, I'm going to get. That was the first time when you was a kid when you saw girls developing. <laughs> you weren't thinking about no girls. You riding your bike and then you saw the girls doing double Dutch. You was like. All right, the first thick girls that developed earlier, you were like, bruh. <laughs> That's when you became interested in girls. She in there like, and then she be in there jumping, no feet going, titties bouncing. You like, bro, what is going on here? <laughs> I didn't know what is this? Why is stuff jiggling and wiggling? You looking on the side. <laughs> You ride your bike pass, and she in there with her jelly shoes. She got her purse and her braids with the beads on it. She like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you like, <laughs> like, what's that wiggling in the back of your pants? <laughs> Stuff popping up and flopping. You like, what in the world? Hey, what? What is this about? Why am I attracted to this? Those were the good times. Anyway, that's how y'all do life. The double Dutch. You just in. I'm going to get 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 in. No, 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 no. Nope. Ain't the time. It says, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mr. West says, wait until it actually gets bad. They're going to start selling peace leave right on the street again nationwide. Winter ain't here yet for these 304. It's not. I like right now they're they're see you don't see what's happening if you don't look they're doing it right now they're selling it right now uh because la and manhattan when they pulled off the restrictions of them being prosecuted for selling it you could go to la now right now and it's out there wide open uh and then now you have the uh the internet it's wide open just wait if any of these markets do happen to crash i mean they're raising interest rates eventually what's going to happen is it's going to cool off one of the financial markets or people are going to pull their money out and safe and insecure it, right? Um, if they pull their money out, it's kind of like going to be a reactionary situation. Here on the next 90 days, uh, going into a next 120, 180 days, it's going to have a reaction. They're going to raise the rates to cool off these things, man. And so if people stop buying, then the economy starts stops moving. Um, and then you could have a crash, right? It's going to cause more people to sell. I mean, I'm watching more new and new women. New and new women reach out to me to sell. Greg T, man. RIP to dating. Dating's done, man. Cormega, shout out to you. Flying in. Speaking my mind, my fridge is empty. Whew. Somebody says, go move to Vegas. I'm literally on. I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I have to, you know, it's one of those things you got to give up. Soft says, says, let them drive, dribble. He says, let them drive or die, coach. Disclaimer. I think you mean drive or dribble. I Yeah, that's true. It is what it is. Uh, let's see here. And watch out how you buy. If you're in that buyer's market, you guys got to watch out. It's still a setup. 
it's still a setup. Uh, because you can still get prosecuted. Why they can't get prosecuted for selling, you can still get prosecuted for buying. And I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to participate in that. That is a choice you're going to have to make. Uh, but it's going to be more common than people know. And the people who don't buy, shout out to Law Pocket says for the coach gang, don't move to California. We fool. Uh, there's people that have been buying and buying and buying and buying and buying in that marketplace. It's going to be more common than it is has been for a long time, which will which which you can you can continue to um, put these men down for buying. But I I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to be left out the marketplace. I, I'm just saying I'm not encouraging you're going to have less options. You're going to have less options because they're selling it. I mean, that's other, your girlfriends and the women you're running game on and the woman you want to date. They're in poly relationships by selling it. They're doing everything they can to survive. I mean, you just don't have to be mad. Um, a, uh, MPI says, don't be like the man on casino or pretty woman. We don't save horrible females. Yeah, I don't save them either. No drift says cash is king. He says done had the cream. Wait, done had the cream of the crop ladies countless uh, for not much, work hard and enjoy. Game is not the way. Best time to be alive to be a man. Best time alive to be a man. Yep. And one thing you're going to figure out is, uh, and what, one thing that will help you in this is once you get to the point where you are able to, you know, participate in the monetization of women, you're going to, the importance of them is going to dwindle. All right. And so it's going to be a situation where it's therapeutic because you're going to go, well, now that that's easily attainable, it's not that important to me anymore. Now, the same thing happens in relationships, right? You love the woman, you desire her, you'll have six months of where you're getting that sex out. And then the next six months, you start to dwindle, the importance of it decreases. And then you start doing other things and start doing participating in the relationship more. And more of your time is spent doing other things than cuddling and having sex. So the importance of it dwindles it when you get it or it's easily attainable. The importance of it dwindles. And then the least likely you will jump through hoops and hurdles to get the next one. You will literally go, why would I go through all of that to get that anymore? This is what's happening, unfortunately, for women in the marketplace is because now that it's so available in supply, it's harder for them to leverage it. That And that was the one thing they leveraged for 200,000 years. You know what I mean? Forever, since society has been things, they were able to leverage that and to get into marriages, to get property, to get transfer of wealth. Now they can't do it because so many people are making it available. And then once you're doing it, once you've done, guys, somebody says, can we talk about overpay? What happens is once you pay, you get a couple of good, very attractive women. You're going to do that three or four times. You're going to be like, what the hell was I paying for? What the hell was I um, like thinking about? The whole my whole life. Because you've been chasing beautiful women or women that you thought were your type, and then you're going to get her. You're going to plunk down a couple of dollars. You're going to get her. You're going to get her a couple of times. You're going to bust a couple of and then you're going to go, okay, what now? <laughs> when before you would have gave up your entire life to get her. You would have you would have sacrificed your life. You would have died for her. You would have just to get her, you would have paid your mortgage. You would have got divorced. You would have put kids in her. You would have bought houses for her. 
you would have done everything to get access to her. Now, all you had to do was plunk down a couple of dollars and you would have got her. And then you would have been like, and I stay, and I was set, I was selling myself out for that. You're like, thank God for test drives. <laughs> because before they wouldn't let you test drive it. Nope, you don't get in this until you do what? Until you commit, until you show you can provide. You ain't getting my daughter until what? You be, you're the right guy. And so you would do all these things to finally get the woman. And then you would be like, oh, I'm stuck with her now. Now you don't have to do that. It literally has freed men. You no longer have to do it anymore. I mean, you can be addicted to it, but that's another thing. I wouldn't be addicted to it. They're all, I mean, once they give you that, there's nothing, there's no trick after that. There's nothing else. Now you'd be like, now what? Now what are you going to do? Perform for me? You know, they're going to be fireworks show afterwards. Nope. Once you, once you get her physically, that was the trick. That was it. That was it. <laughs> what is it going to do now? Nothing. Is it going to do anything different the next time? No. DJM says, Coach, I constantly tell Ham and Eggers the cough lockdown was a heist in the middle class American wealth. Small business is a race. This was big boy chest. It was big boy chest. I mean, we were telling you that in the beginning. But now, um, have you guys noticed you would go to a place and the restaurant will be gone? You're like, oh, that poor restaurant. Oh, it went out of business. We used to like that restaurant. Used to go to an electronic store. Oh, man, I'm going to go to Fry's. Oh, there's no more Fry's Electronic. Man, that's crazy. wonder why they went out of business. I, I wonder, did they move? Nope. No, nah, they could. They didn't survive it. <laughs> they didn't survive the lockdown. They didn't survive this. They're gone forever. They said something like 25 to 50% of restaurants will be gone. And they leave, and you think, oh, maybe they're re... No, they're gone. <laughs> right? And now you're getting your food delivered by Uber. Ah, I'll just... <laughs> and you don't think nothing of it you're like oh it's just that's what happened all right but unfortunately mom and pops lost their business see instead of going to the store to get the shoes you want you got to go to amazon because they'll deliver it overnight well why would i wait for you to order it and get here in a week i could get it overnight for amazon and so who goes out of business the mom and pop And they went out of business because people weren't able to go out and freely transact. They told you all asked to stay at home. All right. Wheelant says, I want, I want it. He says, I want it all, coach. So give me a nope. I want it all too. Zirak says, unfortunately, people who get therapy and are put on medication rest on their issues when they act out. He says, have to nip that too. Resiliency gap is huge. Yes, that too. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So when that's why I think the right therapy is important. Because we live in capitalist society, a therapist is smart. They're gonna just gonna put you on unlimited sessions of when you just you're gonna need them, right? Oh, we'll work this out in five years, you know, seeing you twice a week, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, two hundred and fifty dollars a pop. And then guess what? The medication industry and the pharmaceutical industry know that too. They'll just continue to keep you. Lockdown. Miles Chumley, shout out to the coach gang. If society thinks Gen Z men will turn America around, give them the buzzer. Gen Z is incel mania. It is, I think. Yeah, Gen Z is looking for hope in women, right? They're looking for the, the best way they can interact with women. But I, I I know some people, like, it's not all hope, 
uh, all hopeless for Gen Z men, but most men are going to be out of the marketplace. They're either going to be priced out or they're going to get leftovers at the in the end, like bigger leftovers than we actually got at Gen X. Like we had like single mothers as leftovers. No, uh, they're going to get people that have went through a lot of failure in their life. They struggled and, and struggled and had sugar daddies. And then they sold themselves at some particular point on the Internet, like in terms of feet pictures or something like that. These people, they'll go through their whole thing, the gamut. And then at the end, they'll try to be relationship material. Like, man, Gen Z is going to struggle. And if they didn't have access to women, right, they'll they'll take that. All right, it's, it's a little bit different now. Might be Richardson. And the reason why I say this is because I, I have kids in this generation. So I'm looking at them going, man, what's for you coming up? I got to understand that because I'm going to be the support system for them. You know, my son's going to have to marry a woman from this generation. If he wants to, right? And I'm going to tell him, he already saying he ain't getting married. He's going his own way, right? And they don't, there's no need for marriage. So what kind of life is he going to have? What is he going to do out of life? What is he going to get out of life? Uh, my daughter's going to be somebody that, you know, I, if she's following what the women are following today, she's going to need to be supported until age 30 or 32 um, because the career thing ain't happening. So I could focus on my career. The, the, the corporations are gone. All right. These private, these buildings are empty. So that whole thing where she's going to go work for somebody, one income, one salary and make it uh, women. People aren't making it like that. Not even women are not making like that. They're still struggling and they have that. So at least by the age of 27, 28, I'm going to still be supporting her. I had a girl over. She's 27. You know, met her on seeking. She comes over. Oh, my dad's got my cell phone playing messed up and my car insurance and not blah, blah. She's 27. And she still lives with the mom and dad. Yo, bro, like, bruh. That is the average young Gen Z millennial. Young millennial. So I'm going, how? What do I have to do to prepare to be a parent of this kid? Well, I don't want him to live with me because I'm going to have full out debauchery in my residence after they graduate. <laughs> they ain't gonna be because my kids gonna live with me and they're gonna be like god dang what's going on in here but this is everywhere so if i want them to survive i'm gonna have to either have enough money for them to have their own apartment or give them a head start so that they can afford to have their own apartment put them in a position economically or educationally to take jobs where they can afford their own apartment or house or whatever, pass down real estate to them. There's going to have to be a plan or they're going to be living with me just like many of the Generation Z and young millennials are living with their parents today. It's what it is. Don't be mad at me if that's your current situation because that's what you have today. That's your options. Why are we going so long today? This is a real show. Or I'm going to have to put them on the blue chip system. And they're going to have to listen to it. If they rebel against it, then it's their L hold it. That's basically what I told them. I, I'm, I'm putting you in a position to just lay the ball up on the backboard. If you rebel against it, which you can, you're certainly able to rebel against it. You're on your own. You're on your own. You're on your own in this world. And I'm going to tell you, you think I'm hard on you? Wait till you get out into the world.
Because when my, my women aren't getting married like that, where I can be like, oh, and if she does get married, who is she getting married to? Somebody that ain't on his, uh, he ain't on his purpose or his grind. So I can't be like, my daughter's off the payroll. Even if she gets married to somebody, odds are I'm going to be supporting them to get them a leg up in the competition. And they ain't living with me. So they're not messing up my junior college orientation program. Because my junior college orientation program will be held weekly in my residence once my kids go to college. There will be a weekly meeting. <laughs> and no video game ass dude living in my basement is going to ruin that. Mike B. Richardson, shout out to you. I'm oh, sorry, Miles Shumley's, uh, oh, yeah, Mike B. Richardson, shout out to you. A man supporting man says, but coach, they don't teach us young men about postpartum depression growing up. They don't, and they don't teach men about any damn thing, to be honest with you. Your guys are taking out no information that is going to be helpful for you. This is why you have to seek out information on your own. Richard uh, Randy Shoot says the stream title had me thinking about that song from ABBA. Gimme, gimme, gimme. He says, support the coach. The like button is free. I will watch this later. Peace. Thank you, sir. Brown 310. Shout out to the coach gang. Stay on your purpose and get that money. I got money. Don't be that bitch that makes excuses and loses in life. Free agent for life. And you don't have to have nice, fancy cars to win either. Just be free is free ish. MA says the intent is to stop the message. People don't really want the truth. They don't. So did I waste my time today, really? People want to be coddled and being told it's going to be okay. Let me tell you something. It ain't going to be okay. It's not. You have to really take control of your own life. All right. Face Fact says the police harass BMs in the community because it's an economic strategy. The money for your mammy's wealth got to come from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what I would do immediately, if that was me, I would literally leave that. I'm like, y'all on your own, bruh. Like, y'all bros, y'all can stand there and get harassed if you want. But it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Stephen Weiss, my ex-wife of 11 years, suffered from major depression order, uh, disorder, anxiety, mood, PTSD, postpartum. And she was impatient and an outpatient. We were dual military. She flipped on me and dragged me into court. Man, I'm telling you, those things I remember... Um, that happened to me, and it was like I was being accused of not helping her through this. And I'm like, it ain't my job. Did you go seek help? You know, they but they'll say you as a relationship partner is supposed to. I'm not a therapist, bro. I ain't supposed to help you through this and make you happy. You can't even make your own self happy. How impossible is it as a person? To make you happy when you can't even look yourself in the mirror and make your own self happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> like, I literally look in the mirror and be like, damn, God did good. Like, you know, it could be better, but shit. <laughs> look at me. That's how I be looking at life. But y'all be looking in the mirror. Oh, I can't even look. Bruh. Who did that? You. So if you can't do it. I'm sure for sure I ain't going to do it and I ain't going to sign up for it. So then you need to figure out who's going to sign up for this deal. Not me. Not you. So get some help. Period. Chris Black says, coach preaching. No one's coming to save you. Look around. Customer service worse than ever. People showing the, uh, the true sales. We are approaching the first annual purge. And they're showing you those purge things because they know it's 
it's coming in some sort of variety here. Uh, people are, you guys are in desperation mode, like, right? I think you're in desperation mode because you're literally were waiting for something to happen that didn't happen. So now, uh-oh, I need a miracle. A man support. Look, it took me five years, close to five years post-divorce. To get like out of the bull crap. Like, and I fought drug. Like, I was just like scratching and clawing to keep my position. Y'all won't fight for five minutes. A man supporting men, he says, I see MJ talking about the seven level levels of tricking today. He says, like you said, coach, he says, um, oh, white men that's well off could care less about that word. I want, I want, I want to hear, I want to hear white content creators talk about tricking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like black guys are always talk about it because we're supposed to have the gift of gab and run game and be, you know, have women like us for us. And we're supposed to have all these races of women just bow down to us. And we supposed to have swag. And all right, I'm going to tell you, man, the way it works around the world is not that way. <laughs> and you're going to be last. This is why I see y'all walking around with mud sharks and land whales. All right, and all these people and moving into women's houses and moving in this with single mothers. You know why? Because you literally will take a lower economic position and think you have value and morality. You'll, you'll use the moral game to make yourself feel better about yourself. Okay, go ahead. All right, but guess what? You ain't gonna get no attractive women at all. You can go ahead, go ahead and cancel out any attractive women. You're gonna get leftovers this way. So I, you can argue until the cows come home. That is a poor man's argument. Who is LFA? I don't even know who that is. All right. It's a poor man's argument, or it's a PUA sales tactic argument. You're gonna get, you're gonna get, you're gonna get lower quality women, and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna complain about tricking, and you're gonna complain about the low quality women. Which one is it? <laughs> which one you gonna complain like you, you're complaining about both ends you're complaining that you only got low quality women around you and then you complain about tricking well you might want to meet in the middle because you can't complain about single mothers and then complain about tricking because you're like you're literally going i'm not gonna move anywhere i'm i'm not budging i don't want any low quality women and i don't want to go out there and pay for the higher quality women or do what it takes to get the higher quality women ah you're stuck i see you're stuck sir yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, SUA Engineeria says Mexican coach gang in a house. Coach, I'm crossing the border uh, to Tucson, Arizona. Wish me luck with the Kaylees and the Karens. Shout out to you. I forgot that area down there, but good luck crossing the border. Zero Fallout says Monsanto already owns all the veggies that you eat. They sued a farmer for corn that grew on his property. Coach Ken grow wild through wind blowing it wherever they won the case hmm hmm i don't know about that i can't uh macadine university read the book black tax by sean r and you'll see where racism attacks and affects every black no man can rise above this condition uh, uh the conditions of his people i mean i ain't okay i mean look you want the perfect scenario fine you want it to not affect you fine or you want it to keep affecting you fine 
I'm gonna it, it, nobody nobody's trying to rise above his people. There's no such a thing as he's his people. If there was, there wouldn't be Crips or Bloods or Vice Lords and GDs. There wouldn't be any of these people uh, doing this and that. There's no such thing as these people. You can, you can do that all day long. We are a tribal people. We're a tribal people. I don't have no people. See, y'all want to say our people, but then the Crips and the Bloods. What, what is that? All right, that's a tribe. That's a tribe of people that have associated with themselves to go against your so-called people. And they kill each other for territory, turf, and drugs. That's a tribe. Just like the Native Americans, they were all just one family of people. They were sections of tribes. They were sections of tribes. We're tribal people. We're not all one people. We're regional. Regionally, we're a different person than the people from another region. Stop putting us all together. We're not all together. We're not all in the same game. I can go to Florida and not understand anything they're talking about. That's tribal. People from Florida can come here and they'll know what the hell's going on. That's tribal. We're not all one people. Matter of fact, I can show up to the hood and say, hey, my people, welcome me here. And they'll shoot me down, steal from me and whatnot. I'm not playing that game. I've left that game. Now, I don't mean to say I've left blackness. I can't leave it. It is what it is. But I ain't going to sit there and be like, ah, oh, we can't rise above our people. Get the hell out of here with that bull crap. I ain't never going to subscribe to that because I know most of the dirt done to me is by my own people. It don't matter what race you are. Most of the dirt done to you is by your own people. Kiss my ass with all that. We're a tribal people. We're a people of tribes. There's no such thing as our people. Just because we got the same suit on don't mean nothing. Matter of fact, um, I had a conversation with a Hispanic guy and he was talking about he was speaking Spanish to another group of Hispanic people. And they looked at him like, uh, don't they edit like, where are you from? But they they both Latino and both speak Spanish and they was looking down on them. It's about where you from. It ain't about what you share in common, whether it's language or skin color. And because he spoke a different variation of Spanish, they was like, don't they edit? Like, who are you and where are you from? You ain't one of us, period. So forget about that. Leave that crap at the door. I'm not rising with anybody and nobody else is picking my ass up. I ain't nobody is saying me. Kill that noise. Kill that noise. And if I got to have a black tax on me, so be it. All right. I mean, I'm going to work enough so that it don't affect me as much. Anyway, I, I just can't subscribe to that stuff. I'm, I'm over it because I, I see the hypocrisy on both sides. Literally, if I took my 9-11 to some hood and I got jacked for it, y'all will be quiet. What happened to my people? What happened, above, what happened about rising the, over the conditions of my people when they took from me? Ain't nobody here taking from me. They celebrating me. Kill that noise, and I want you guys to kill that BS. Nobody's rising together, period. And if you did rise amongst your people, you can damn for sure bet it's going to be taken for you before they let you keep rising or before you pick their ass up. They'll pick their ass up, taken from you, period, before you pick them up all together anyway. 
our people. It's people. I don't believe in none of that. I did at one point, and I saw that there was no hope in believing in that. Now that we got this done, I got to get to the end of this show. Chris, the RE professional, says, supporting the stream, I'm about to work on brokering the, that metaverse real estate in addition to my current business, 100%. 100%. That's where it is. Hey, black people, instead of your people, why don't you get in the metaverse and invest in something? Okay. Das Token says, and anybody that thinks I'm lying about that or tap dancing about that, please, man, I tell you, man, you are in your emotions and I can guarantee you, you're watching me from a hovel. There's no way, there's no way possible that you're watching me in a better position than I am and you want me to come back to this mentality. Our people, nothing. <laughs> that condition is slave condition stay on the plantation stay with us they ain't gonna do no better for you when you get free just stay with us <laughs> okay when you get out there they're gonna tax you more when you get out there it's gonna be harder yeah but i'm gonna get out there though i'm getting my free man's paper well you really ain't free when you get out there you still gonna be a ninja you still gonna be okay but I, i'm gonna be a ninja out there free That's how I think about it. Let them let look. Y'all can y'all can stay here if y'all want to. Das Token says back in the day, people didn't talk to their families every other day. They saw and then talked to them once a year. The boys left and went on crucible. Yeah, the boys always leave. They always send the boys away in the African village. Send the boys away. Um, even the Mormons, they send the boys on a two-year mission. Send them boys off. Then when they can come back and become a better man and know the world, then you can help. Buffalo Soldier, good point, Coach. My dad left Mississippi to find work in Detroit. It is a soft breed of men in 2022. Yep, my grandfather, on my father's side, I interviewed him before he died, all right? And so this is how much I care about my people. I interviewed my grandfather uh, about a year or two before he died, I'm the only one with this interview and this footage. And I interviewed him. I wanted to know what he did. He said, yep, we came. From, I lived in Jim Crow South. He didn't talk nothing about no racism, but he said when I left Jim Crow South in Arkansas, he left after he went to the Navy, I believe, went and landed in the Midwest. And he became a, a cook at a steak restaurant. And he said, yeah, it was more racist when he got to the Midwest than it was even in the South that he was in, bro. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, start interviewing your older people. You're going to get a proper perspective. Then listening to these pro-black history books, tell their own narrative. Interview your relatives. You'll probably see if they had their head on straight, they'll probably give you the real history. All right. My grandfather was like, yeah, I didn't really see man, not much. He lived in Arkansas. You would think it would have been terrible for him. But he left because I can't remember the story, but he left because uh, something about his mom and dad, like the mom had multiple kids from multiple men. And then he left and went to the Midwest, became a cook and a um, uh, a steak cook. And he, he knew how to cook steak. He was telling me how to cook steak. He was like, this is how you tell how what tip what it is by pressing in the middle of the steak. Beautiful information. He wasn't talking about no damn racism. <laughs> He's telling me about steak. This is what he's at at 90. 
He wasn't telling me how hard it was for the black man and the black man tax. He was like, look, man, I left there because it wasn't what I needed. I came here. And where he is now is where the rest of the family is to this day. That one man left that area and the whole family is there where he is. That's legacy. The whole family exists now where he is, where he moved to, that one man. That's legacy. That's the history you need. That's the motivation you need, bro. Not all of this BS, poor as woe is me, all right? All right. My dog is ready to piss and crap everywhere, so I got to hurry up. GL Jr. says Gen Z will discover government jobs like their Gen X aunties did, and they will have no choice. Ammo, shout out to you. Coach, thank you. A man supporting men says, will you think of, he says, when you think about it, coach, every relationship with a woman is transactional. It is. There's no, there's no, I'm tired of this arguing about this. Everything's transactional when it comes to women. And that is what it's always been. I don't care how you pay for it. You're paying. There's no avoidance of pain. If you do, you're going to eventually run into problems doing the strategy. Avoiding pain is not participating in any sort of anything masculinity. It's dumb. You're not Chad or Tyrone. Forget about it. All right. J Flo says, be selfish, a savage, or save yourself because like coach says, no one will save you. And I say, no one cares either. Life is cold, so live accordingly. 100%. It's cold out here, man. It's cold in Dallas. It's cold everywhere. If you want to be coddled all the way to the top, I don't know what to tell you. And yes, people do get have it easier than you. You know why? Because their parents made smart decisions. More than likely. That's where it starts. Their parents made smart decisions with their children's future, and your parents didn't. That's where the gap is, all right? Newski says, Jordan Peterson talks about hypergamy, female nature, and his daughter is a single mom now because she divorced her husband and now dates a younger man at 30. The apple fell far from the tree. Well, that's natural. Rebellion, daughters will rebel. You just got to anticipate that. Your daughters will stab you in the back as a father. Just prepare for it. And they'll come crawling back with a book full of excuses. Uh, but I tell my kids all the time, hey, I'm setting your ass up. So when you come crawling back with excuses, it's going to fall on deaf ears. All right. Uh, Streetside says, uh, community be deleting each other over streets and corners with trash on them, LOL. He says, and they be like, hey, that's my trash buzzer for the community logic. Mm. Yep. They fighting over streets that they don't own nothing on. But yet, my people, I swear to God, I can't even, where do we, where do you want me to meet you in this conversation? What part of the conversation do you want me to uh, meet you in? You guys, gang, uh, gangster rappers fight over cities that they own nothing in. I mean, you guys fight over cities you own nothing in. Memphis and Miami and L.A. and Detroit. And we got it good in Houston and North Carolina and Dallas and New York and the Bronx. You own nothing there and you got more loyalty to your city. And you'll die and fight over your city and debate all day for your city. And you own nothing there. Tell me I'm lying. I'm getting too real, man. Michael Frantatoro says, preach coach. Do you hear that happening? Do you hear Madonna going, Detroit represent, Kid Rock does some stuff like that, but he's trailer park. And he came from hip hop. Do you hear R&B singers running around talking about their city? I live for my city and I die for my city. Do you hear pop stars talking about stuff like that? Well, you know, San Antonio, 
San Antonio represent. They don't do it because they probably own stuff there. You know what I mean? But we always got to claim a city and all the wreckage that comes with it. Look how bad this city is. It tells me how real I am. The worse the city is, the realer I am. I tell you, we need to really, really, really change our mentality. You own nothing there. The city has nothing to show but po- no nothing to show positively, yet you claim it. And we get into this here on this sphere, too, because you have certain people from certain areas and they have certain representations here. Amari says Jordan Peterson's daughter is on Fresh and Fit tonight. Wow. Let's see if she takes accountability. Shout out to them. Shout out to Fresh and uh, Fit. And um, that's good, man. They are really aggressive. The one thing, you know, I have been critical of them recently, and I will come back and say I, I still believe that they are hustlers. They are ambitious. They will risk things and try things and get people on. They literally have a full time. They really invested in this full time, and that's a great lesson to take from them. Um going forward here forget about some of the things they get into right the message is they have a full-time investment from it they're benefiting from it and they're putting back into their business and all of this stuff great great for them great for them all right i will start going back you know to talk about that anyway i gotta get out of here the show's going long enough sorry for all the reality for the people who couldn't handle it um for the people who could handle it take what you can from it make a difference from it for the crabs in the bucket i'm not coming back to where you are trust me i'm not going back to that mindset I can have a racial incident tonight and I will not be like, well, I've seen the light, whatever. All right. Um, That mindset is not progressing you anywhere. Trust me, but do as you must with the information, do as you may with your life. May life turn out to be fruitful for you and may you enjoy the fruits of your labor, but you have to labor. You have to sacrifice and risk. Shout out to the coach gang. I got money. And we out of here, you tricks. <laughs> we out of here. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.